across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. The strike is over. It was a success. Updates and news to follow. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a man so fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Eastwood looks so fine. Yes. Wow. The strike is over. It was a success. Thank you to everybody who sub- just fiddling with the microphone, guys. Ignore that. Thank you to everybody who supported the strike. I will give you an update later on as to what we achieved it sounds boomier in my ears than it's ever sounded before has anything changed in a bit of way in a week has jake yap jake scab has he done something to make it sound boomier i don't know it doesn't matter good evening dear listener thank you to baldy and the tramp i am back i am refreshed i am politicized i am motivated i am beardless i now have short hair and I need to lose a few pounds, but I am going to destroy your radios tonight, guys. A coffee, please, Ed. A coffee. I'm here to destroy your radios. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We've got some amazing guests coming up over the next few weeks, right? We pre-recorded a brilliant interview with Nicholas Parsons about three hours ago, right? It is the only interview... A, I've never heard Nicholas Parsons being interviewed. B, I've certainly never heard him burp during an interview. And he did it in this one. Huh? He did it, guys, in this one. Coming up this week, if we can pin him down, we've got a bloke who not only believes that the Earth is hollow, he's written a book about it. He's coming on. By the way, Miles Johnston, the conspiracy theorist who um, was booked to appear the other night, he won't be coming on. He's told me he's he's got to get he's got he's too busy. 
And I went, oh, that's disappointing. What with you agreeing to come on and stuff? He said, yes, I was, I was distracted by a 90-minute call. I think it may have been someone trying to stop me coming on the air. All right, Miles, you keep fighting the fight, huh? Um, other guests, Rick Wakeman, an interview we recorded recently. It's absolutely flipping brilliant. Uh, other people we have coming on, uh, Mich- uh, um, um, Michelle, is it Michelle? Leon. Michelle Leon from Babes in Toyland, who's written an amazing, amazing book. But loads of people, right? It's going to be busy shows. You're still welcome to call in. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine. 1,000. Lots to talk about this evening. But, 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 but. My boy, who's seven, um, loves reading. And we've ju- uh, for Christmas, I bought them um, all the complete Secret Seven books. Because I used to love the Secret Seven when I was a kid. And um, they've just finished the first one. Proper terrified. Proper terrified. Um, but it's also, it's inspired my children to start a gang. Um, but one of the, my, my, my eldest is obsessed with books that are very, very big. How many pages has that book got, Daddy? I don't know. We'd look at books. 300 pages, 400 pages. Well, I blew my child's mind by saying, look, I've got this, I've got this book in my car. Have a look at how many pages there are. Well, it goes up to 705, but then there are more pages afterwards. (coughs) Now, of course, you can't judge a book by its cover. I look like a farmer, but I'm a lover. You can't judge a book by looking at the cover. Little song there for you. You also can't judge a book by how many pages it's got, because if you could, then this book would be one of the best books in the world. It probably still is one of the best books in the world. It's certainly one of the geekiest books in the world. Um, it's called Beyond the Mirror Image, The Observer's Guide to Quantum Leap, right? If there's anybody listening... Who does not think that Quantum Leap is one of the top ten TV programmes of all time? Then switch off now. You don't deserve to listen to this show, right? Your brain cannot handle the information that you're about to hear. It's a brilliant book. It's written by Matt Dale, and Matt's on the line. Evening, Matt. Evening. How are you? I'm over the moon to have this book in my hands. Right, first question, okay. So you are... The Oracle on all things Quantum Leap. Oh, I'd love to say that. Say it. Um, say it. Own it. I, I, Own it. I, I've written. I've written the Oracle. <laughs> my, my memory is so terrible. That's why I wrote the book. Can I give you right first question? And I know you'll be able to answer this. And this has bugged me for years, but not bugged me enough to Google it. Obviously, how <laughs> how do you say? Is it Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula? How do you say his name? It's Bacula. Yes. Dracula. Yes. Okay. Right. Brilliant. Well, that's that done. Th- thanks for thanks for coming on, Matt. Good luck. Bye. Um, this Pleasure. book. This book is absolutely brilliant. Why the hell did you write it? Oh, I had eighteen months with nothing to do with evenings and weekends. I needed some. I needed some a hobby. Clearly, it is because um, I listen. I, this is the kind of book, right? I love, as I get older, Matt, I love books that are lists. I love books that have dates and facts and trivia. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and this book is full of it. It is the most. It's it's lists. Yeah. It's the most detailed. Thank you. It's the most detailed, wonderful, wonderful thing. It must have taken you forever to put this together. Yeah, it it pretty much did. (laughs) And I'm just the same as you. I mean, I, I love 
books like that. Yeah. And a couple of years back, I was getting back into Quantum Leap, and I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll get the DVD sets out. I'll do a marathon. It's been a few years. Yeah. And I'll read through a book just like this while I'm watching. Yeah. And search for one. No books out there like it. Not there. Um, so yeah, it was it was completely selfish. I, I wrote it for myself so that I could put it away for a couple of years, let it gather dust, completely forget it all, and then get it out again and read it and be surprised. Um, I mean, the detail is just wonderful. The, I'm, I've picked a page at random. Season four. It's a wonderful leap. May the tenth, nineteen fifty-eight. End credits. Four stills from the episode, back with twenty-two seconds of incidental music. I mean, well, this is this is important stuff. No, it I mean, is. You know, I agree. <laughs> how many stills from each episode there are alternate leap outs now what are the alternate leap outs ah well because of the way that they they ended each episode with a clip from the following yeah from the following week to sort of tease it but it was designed in such a way that they could air them in any old order right so the first time they aired it he'd leap out into one episode and then they'd yeah. run repeats later in completely the wrong order oh. and i felt it was important to capture those yeah and, oh and catalog them because he, he leaps into a, a black guy in a cafe six yeah. or seven times just because they kept rerunning that same episode again and again. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was fun. It was quantum leap. It's kind of time travel. I would argue, I mean, it is time travel, but I, I, I dispute it ever so slightly because I'm a huge time travel fan. But I remember, I remember watching it. I remember the, watching the first one and thinking, oh, this could be all right. This could be something a bit special. And it was, wasn't it? Was it, it was on like tea times on BBC Two when it first aired, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it was one of those classic sort of Wednesday six o'clock yeah. things along with Star Trek and Thunderbirds. It's, yeah. Perfect timing. Was it a big? Was it a big hit from the off? Um, definitely not. Um, I mean, the, the first season in America, it was um, almost taken off the air, and then they had the the episode where he leaped into a black guy, and that that uh, got quite a lot of good feedback. Which yeah, was just enough to get them a second season, and wow. then it got cancelled again twice during the five years it was on the air. Um, so it it was constantly at the risk of. Uh, being pulled now I, I know that this details that you know the kind of e- each episode and stuff like this but do you know much about the the origin of quantum leap who, who put it together you know how long it took for it to become a show yeah there's um i i did a lot of research i scoured hours and hours of interviews and and read up on it so much and i started buying production paperwork off ebay and everything so what i've been able to do is put into the book all that background um from all those different interviews sort of put them together and and pull together a story of, of how it all came to be. Well, and well, how, how, how long did it take? Who came up with the idea? What, uh, Quantum Leap? Yeah. Um, well, it was um, mainly the brainchild of Donald Belisarius, who was uh, a genius. really clever producer. Yeah, genius producer yeah. in the 80s. A lot, of the, a lot of the big action shows in the 80s have his name somewhere attached. Um, he'd wanted to do something since the late seventies, um, doing some kind of some kind of anthology show, but with with a linking theme and maybe something to do with time travel. And his wife Deborah Pratt, who is kind of a almost an unsung hero, uh, she was one of the executive producers, um, put in a lot of the other ideas about the, the leaping aspect and and things like that. And between them, over many many years, it sort of, it, it became this this thing that they were able to pitch in the late 80s. And typically, with, as you find with all the kind of the best TV shows, it got rejected by everyone until eventually um, uh, 
the, the suits at NBC said, all right, this sounds okay, we'll, we'll give it nine episodes. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's kind of similar to a few other things. It's similar to a couple of Star Trek episodes. It's similar to yeah. a TV show I absolutely love called Sliders. Um, oh, Sliders. Sliders, yeah. now you're talking. That is a, that yeah. is a brilliant program, apart from, it, it, it loses the way. I think it's, is it four seasons? It loses its way halfway through season three. Um, what, what, and they get rid of all the decent characters? They get rid of all the decent characters and that hot girl. And ro- From the episode that Roger Daltrey appears in onwards, it's a bit of a stinker. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, but, it's, but similar um, to, it's similar to that, and it is, it's just that joyous kind of mix of, of, of stupid and fun and a little bit of science and, um, and whimsy, and it's magical. My favourite episode, my favourite, favourite uh, Quantum Leap episode is the one where he leaps... Indulge us for five more minutes, guys. We're going to geek out. We'll, t- <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Caddick and, you know, we'll do all that stuff in a bit. But the one where he leaps into Al's body... Oh, that's, yeah. It's that's a really good one. such a good episode. And Al's going, well, there's only a 25% chance you're going to fix this. And there's only a 10% chance. There's only a 5% chance. And then it cuts it. Then, then Al disappears and he becomes Roddy McDowell. And Roddy McDowell yeah, goes, exactly. yeah, he goes, yeah, you can't fix this one, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's Roddy McDowell of all people. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Absolutely. Do you do you really good in this, uh, in this book, do you detail um, Roddy McDowell's measurements? Is, are they mentioned at all? Um, there's a lot of references to Roddy McDowell, more than you'd expect. Um, maybe his maybe his measurements are something for the second edition. <laughs> What's your favourite episode, Matt? Is, is there is there is there one that that is just does it all for you? Oh, you, you know what? It, that's a really hard question yeah. to answer because, like you say, Quantum Leap is a bit of everything. So when I'm in the mood for a, a bit of horror. Uh, there's, there's a favourite episode that I'll pull out and watch that. If, if I'm in the mood for a romance, there's, there's an episode oh, that man. I can pull out. And, yes. Oh, it's also fantastic. I think, I mean, the pilot episode, the original 90-minute special that kicked it all off, mm. is so cleverly done. Um, you've kind of almost got to always return to that in terms of favourites, but that's, it's, it's such a hard question because I know after this call I'm going to think, you know what? Yeah. I really fancy a tearjerker. Yeah. I'm going to watch MIA, which is the the one where we first find out about uh, Al's wife who married someone else. Yeah. Um, um, is is there going to be a? Because they keep teasing us that there might be a movie. Is that ever going to happen? <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, there's been rumours for years, and maybe it'll happen. I don't know whether it could work in uh, on today's TV. As don't much as that. I love Quantum Leap, don't say that. I, but Don't. think about it. Think of the kind of characters you see on TV today. Yeah, They're, you get these flawed heroes. It's you know with shows like The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad making it big. Yeah, throw someone like Sam Beckett into the mix, who's just this pure good Boy Scout. Yeah, if you start trying to add flaws to his character, it, it all starts to fall apart a bit. So, I think even if everyone can come to an agreement about making a movie. Actually, making a good one is going to be a real struggle. Um, now, listen. I, I, the, the book is, is is all well and good. I'm, I'm interested in how you did it. You, you crowdfunded this, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. How, how much did? You, how does? Because uh, crowdfunding fascinates me, right? I think it's brilliant, and it's brilliant because it means people like you. I mean, this would be a tough sell to a publisher. You never know, but it would be a tough sell. But it means books like this get made, and albums get made, and sh- and films yeah. get made that otherwise would never see the light of day. Would would be gathering in your head and musicians' heads and filmmakers' yeah. brains. You know, I think crowdfunding is. 
absolutely incredible the stuff that we now have as a result of, you know, someone like you, someone driven, going, I've got this idea, who can give me a few quid, and I promise you I will deliver something brilliant. How, how did the crowdfunding work, and how much money did you need to get for it? Um, we, we actually, um, there were a couple of us working on it, so I have a, a friend who was putting in a lot of, uh, lot of effort into this, uh, mostly uncredited, and we sat down and worked out the numbers, and we figured out we only need to sell a few dozen copies, but it's so niche, Yeah, I couldn't personally take the risk that oh, if, I, if I ordered up a few dozen copies yeah. from the printer, they wouldn't end up just in my shed gathering dust and going mouldy for years, so... We, we only needed to sell a few dozen. Um, we ended up selling over 100. Hey, well uh, done. The, thank you. The, um, the, the promotion probably wasn't as good as it could have been. And since it started actually going out and, and people started receiving their copies and we've had word of mouth, uh, we've had about another 40 or 50 people say, uh, I missed it. I yeah. can't believe I didn't know about this. Can I get copies of the book? So. Because you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it until until one of my listeners, um, it was Dom. One of the listeners, Dom, said, yes, oh, "I've just got this brilliant. I've just got this received this week. You should get him on and, on your show." And I'm like, "I didn't know anything about this." So, are you going to do any more copies? Can, is there any way if people, if someone's listening to this, going, "Oh, I wish, I wish," is there a way that they can get hold of this? Absolutely, yeah. Um, because we have so much interest, we're doing a reprint now. Oh, um, there we go. It, Beautiful. It, yep, it's going live this Friday lunchtime. Um, it's going to be available via our website, um, and that's tmebooks.uk. Tmebooks.uk. .co.uk. Just .uk. Oh, what? Hang on a minute. They they dropped the co. Yeah, and I kind of wish I hadn't done that because I knew that people would think it was .co.uk. I might have to go and quickly register .co.uk. Tmebooks.uk. But to be honest, if you go to Facebook and search for Beyond the Mirror Image, you'll find us there as well. Uh, right, and, and very quickly, so I'll tweet all this, Matt. What's your, what's your Twitter handle as well? Because people, I point people in that direction. Uh, it's at Tmebooks. At hang on a minute, at Tme. Books, right? I'm going to do a little tweet during the advert, mate. You should be oh. really, really proud of yourself. The, uh, honestly, this is this is absolutely stunning, and I love it. It's so niche, and there'll be people listening to this <laughs> going, "What's he talking about? That show was rubbish. I don't even know." But I, I yeah. love, I love the fact, right? And again, I think crowdfunding is incredible. I love the fact that you can you can make this book, and it is beautiful. You know, it is, and it is so detailed and so geeky in the most positive sense. And you did it because there were a hundred people that, that were prepared to take a punt yeah. on you. I think it's great, Matt. Yeah, and, and like you say, there's no way a, a real publisher would have touched it with a barge pole. They would have tried to make it a lot more publishable. So no, it, does, it doesn't matter these days, does it? It doesn't matter, because there was a time, know, in the yeah. time in the sort of 70s and the 80s where it would be called vanity publishing, where people yeah. who thought they were writers would pay, you know, three, five thousand quid to get... A, you know their novel printed up and it was it was sneered upon but now this is a completely legitimate way of getting stuff yeah. out there yeah matt you're an absolute Absolutely. legend you're, you're you're nuts but you're the good kind of nuts you know <laughs> Thank you. no listen i really it's the nicest thing anyone said about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i really appreciate your time matt and thank and you know if you get any more projects going let us know and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll give them a plug will do thanks so much for having me on the show thanks matt bye there we go i'll tweet that it, I, 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 honestly it, and I know it's a geeky thing, right? It's called Beyond the Mirror Image, The Observer's Guide to Quantum Leap. I'll tweet all the stuff in a bit, but it, for me, A, it's a brilliant book and it's a brilliant series, but for me, it's, it's the crowdfunding. The crowdfunding is a crowdsource. It, that, that's what does it for me. The fact that you can, you can get anything now 
Well, we had um, Thomas Walsh on last week, a couple of weeks ago. Pugwash, right? Brilliant musician. I mean, a proper brilliant musician. Friend of um, um, the, the, the ELO guy, Jeff Lynn, right? Friend of, of uh, Andy Partridge and, and, and Neil Hannon. You know, he's a proper musician. He's had proper albums out. Um, and he's crowdfunding his next album. And people are doing it. They're paying him. And what that means is all the money goes to him. So he can then spend that money however he needs to be, whether it's it's on accommodation, whether it's on, um, you know, rent in the studio, whatever it is, he can put that money in the way, in the place it needs to go. And if there's any left over to pocket, he pockets it. He, get, he makes a few quid out of it. I think it is brilliant. These are exciting times for art when no longer are you dependent on having to go to somebody in a suit saying, I've got this idea. It's a bit weird, and not many people are going to like it. I reckon about 200 people will dig it. Can I have a few quid? No. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. Isn't that fantastic? Right, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries with me, Ian Lee. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yep, 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 yep. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Just taking my shoes off. I've got to take my shoes off. It sounds very boomy in here. Something's different. I don't know what it is. Are these different headphones? No, something's different. I don't know what, what it is, but it doesn't sound the same. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we've got Korean Billy in. Korean Billy is coming into the studio. You periscopers will be able to watch him talking with me. And um, I'm kind of thinking we'll do a little tour of the British Isles and um, as we uh, have an accent off. That's what we'll do. We'll have an accent off. It might end up being a bit racist, but eh, racism is the new black. Oh! Um, so he's coming in tomorrow. That'll be fun. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, you know the rules, guys. I'm going to see. I've got stuff. I've got a whole week's worth of stuff to talk about. I've got stuff to talk about. I'm going to talk about stuff, right? But you know the rules. Um, you can call in about anything you want. You know, you, 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 you tell me how the strike went for you. Tell me, I don't know. Tell me what you, what you have for breakfast today. Whatever. Actually, that's a good phone in. What did you have for breakfast today? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, but you can call in about anything you want. The only rule is, uh, don't don't call in about Brexit because it's boring. Unless, unless, unless you have something new and original to add to the conversation, which you won't. I'm quite excited by the Scottish referendum. I think they should vote um, to separate. I think I think I think they should because uh, because well, uh, don't talk about Brexit. Don't talk about because of Brexit. Because the Scotland voted something like sixty-two percent, I think, to remain in in Europe. So um, if I was Scottish, I'd vote. I'd vote away. Okay, no, I'd vote aye aye. Aye. I'd vote yes. I'd, if the answer is, do you want to split from England? I'd vote yes. And then it, and then it's all David Cameron's fault. Someone posted something. Is this true? Someone posted uh, on, on, on Twitter um, that David Cameron was only Prime Minister 
of a Conservative-led government for 13 months and look at the mess he made of the country. It's true, isn't it? He ballsed everything up completely. So if I was Scotland and everyone's going, well, they had their referendum and they voted no and they need to stick to it. It was it was a once-in-a-lifetime um, referendum. They said that. They actually said that. They said it's a once-in-a-lifetime referendum. Um, and they should abide. But, but it's, things have changed massively since that last referendum. I think it's brilliant that they're doing it. I'd be really, really sad. It, I wouldn't be really, really sad. I, 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 let me get rid of those two reallys. I'd be a bit sad. I'd be, I'd be miffed. I'd be more than miffed. I'd be a bit sad, right, if Scotland um, seceded. Is that the word? Seceded? I'm going to say it. doesn't sound right, does it? But I would be a little bit sad if Scotland seceded. But um, I, I kind of think they should. I kind of think they should. It, we, we, you know, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, I want to play you a little clip of something that happened to me earlier on today. If I'm allowed to do that, Catherine, come and join me in here because I want you to hear this. This is uh, this is important stuff. Um, you know, recently. I was scammed by um, someone pretending to be from my bank. And they sent me a text, and the text looked like it came from my bank. And I phoned them up, and I almost gave them all of my information. And I kind of got a bit smart. I thought, hang on a minute, this feels a little bit uncomfortable. And I said, I think you're... It turned out they were scammers. And we ended up phoning up this young lady many, many times. We, yeah. we trolled her, basically. We trolled her. Um, and they didn't get my money, but they, um, they were little, they were dodgepots. Anyway, so I'm always suspicious when I get phone calls. Anyway, I got a phone call today from a number I didn't recognise. And I'd just woken up, so I answered it. I was like, yeah. And a really thick Indian accent, right? Hello. Don't is, do is the this, voice. Well, no, it's an impression. Okay. Is this, is this Mr. Lee? I went, yeah. We are from your... I won't do that. We are from your insurance company, uh-huh. and you were in an accident. Well, I was thinking, well, I was in an accident last year. It turns out I was in an accident in September. Right. I was thinking, I was in, what? And she, went, and, and she went, yeah, so we just need your security details to continue this conversation. I went, I went are you sure? She went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, tell me when the accident was. She says, I can't tell you that until you give me your details. Hang on a minute, you phoned me? Yeah. Tell me when the accident was. I can't do that until you give me... And it's a terrible phone line, Indian accent, I'm thinking. All right, I said... And I hung up. I hung up. She phoned back. I thought, persistent. And um, we, we chatted. I said, no, you're, you're a scam. You're a, she goes, no, 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 honestly. Just give, no, 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 honestly. Give me your... I want to want you to date your birth... And your um, address. Whoa. And I went, I'm not giving it to you. And she went, and I hung up again, right? And then I got an email. They're good, these scammers, because they can get all your data, right? So then I got an email from someone, claiming it's from, from Aviva, right? Um, claiming to be from Aviva, right? And it looked good, but there was a couple of bits in the thing that weren't brilliant English. And I thought, this is... I mean, fair play. They've gone to... Because you can buy details of accidents and stuff, can't you? Mm-hmm. And you oh, well, they've gone to a lot of detail. And then there was a free phone number on there, which was different from the number they phoned me. So I googled this number, right? And um, there was one site. There's all these sites that tell you whether numbers are legit or not. 
And there was one site that said, this phone number could be a scammer. It's like, right, right. And then I went to the Aviva website. And all the time I'm thinking, I'm not even insured with Aviva. I went to the Aviva website to look at their claims number, which is what this this number said it was, claims number. And um, completely different number. So Cheeky devils. Got the old tape recorder out, didn't I? Phoned them up. Um, And this... This is what happened. Hello? Hi, um, you're true to um, Aviva's personal injury claims department. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Talking to Mr. Uh, Lee, right? That's correct, yes. Well, uh, Mr. Lee, um, um, as I uh, did call you a couple of uh, minutes back... Terrible, you know, isn't it? Terrible, isn't she? Awful. Yeah, a uh, recent road traffic accident that we were involved in, right? Yes. So, uh, before we proceed, Mr. Lee, let me uh, verify a few security details, right? Yes, Ooh. of course. Can you please uh, confirm your date of birth, Mr. Lee? It's the 7th of July, 1974. It's a lie. It's a lie. No, that doesn't no. match up the records, what we have Does here. it not? Mm. That's really odd. Uh, okay, we, we have uh, updated something, um, some other numbers something. over here. But, yeah, some um, other numbers but, updated. Um, uh, could you please confirm your first line of the address with the postcode? Here we go. Um, do you know what? Yeah, I'll call her out here. Uh-huh. I... Out. Several things. Firstly, I'm not insured okay. with... I'm not insured with Aviva. Boom! Secondly, I've Googled okay. this telephone number and it says uh-huh. that you're a scam. Boom! Thirdly, <laughs> I am a presenter on talk radio <laughs> and this call is being recorded and being played out on the air now, to show now. what scammers you are. Well, Mr. Lee, um... Yeah, go on. I, uh, I really understand it confirmed that... Talk uh, your way out of that. ...you get uh, a couple of uh, scam calls and... Uh, I've checked your telephone number. Calls and stuff. I've checked your telephone number. Awful. And it shows okay. that you are scammers and you are very naughty people. What do you say? Would you like to apologise? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, Mr. Lee, that's not the right one. What you have received the information mm-hmm. and what do you know about uh, the particular... I'm sorry, our company. What? I'm not insured with you. Okay, well, uh, just bear with me for a second, Mr. Yeah. Lee, right? Mm, well, I yeah. can panic. Yeah. That went on for 21 <gasps> minutes. 21 minutes of her giving me this, oh, we're, we're Aviva and we're all this. It went on and on, and I destroyed her. I destroyed her, right? Because it was, I mean, you heard that. It was awful. It no. was a really badly played out call. She wasn't even convinced herself. She wasn't even convinced, right? And while I was talking to her, right, I tweeted Aviva right, on, on, on Twitter, found Aviva UK, and I tweeted them the phone number, and I said, can you just confirm... Is this number one of yours? Right. And um, they got back in touch after I'd hung up, after 21 minutes. And they said, uh, yeah, no, that's our, that's our claims number. What? <laughs> I said, yeah, that's our, that's, our, that's our claims number. Can we help you? Well. <laughs> she wasn't really- 21 minutes, that poor woman. I destroyed her. Twenty-one minutes. I'm tempted to put the whole thing out as a podcast. I destroyed. I mean, you clearly are a terrible man, but she was (laughs) awful. Twenty-one minutes. 
No, she wasn't. She was really polite and nice. She put up with me going, you're a scammer, you're a naughty lady, <laughs> apologise to everyone. 21 minutes, she, she <laughs> persisted with me. You called her a naughty lady. <laughs> I called her a very naughty lady. <laughs> Many times. 21 minutes. I'd hung up on her twice. Wow. <laughs> so... I had to phone up and say sorry. <laughs> you idiot. I phoned up and I said, um, and I got through to a different lady. And she said, yeah, oh, you're, you're the one was in tears in the toilet. She said, um, oh, the, your, um, your account is locked. And I went, yeah, I think I know why. Um, <laughs> if you tell the other lady, I believe her now. And I got put on to the other lady and I got put back onto her. And I went, um, um, uh, I owe you an apology. Um, turns out you are genuine and, um, I should, I was actually quite rude to you, quite aggressive. Didn't use any bad language. I was quite, I was rude and aggressive to someone probably earning like 50p an hour. If that, I destroyed her and I was not proud of myself. I wondered why you'd done that right. I was thinking... If he'd have had a victory like that today, he would have already told me. <laughs> George, you're a fanny. I'm a fanny. Um, fool me once, then shame on me. Fool me twice, well, you didn't, so shame on me again. Um, it was awful. And I, I even went down, I had to go downstairs to the car to get my digital recorder. Um, but I didn't even get dressed. I just put my jeans on and put a coat on and did the coat up. So I, did, I was topless. I didn't have socks. And I, and I, and I, I destroyed her. I destroyed a poor Indian woman in India, mm. country that is is you know they're, they're poor enough as it is without me. Well, some places are making her life absolute terrible. Not terrible. Anyway, the upshot of it is the you know the car car crash I had um, in September of last year, September the sixteenth, I think it was. So it's almost five months to the very day. Well, the people who I went into the back of have just today decided to put in a claim for whiplash. The three people that were apparently in the car have just five months to the day gone. Oh my, our neck. My neck's a bit stiff. Is your neck a bit stiff? Yeah. Baby, is your neck a bit stiff? Yeah. Our necks are a bit stiff. I know what. Let's put in a claim for whiplash. Absolute chances. They've obviously had one, Phone which call. is what I thought this call kind of was. They've obviously had one of those calls going, I believe you're in an accident. I think we can get you five grand each. And it'll be that. It'll be about five grand each. Now, what that means is, right, and, and, and so this very nice lady. But if the baby gets five grand. Yeah. It'll just spend it on, like, rubbish. Uh, you know what babies spend money on. Politically correct dumpling lefty Caroline just stopped the even more politically correct pasty lefty Ian Lee from putting on an Indian accent. Why? Oh, piss off, you twat. Who's that? That's um, Dave who gets blocked oh, every night. It's not blocking. real Dave. That's not real Dave. Let's block Dave. There we go. My name isn't Caroline, but thanks very much for yeah, calling me a left. And his name's not Dave, so it doesn't matter. And he's just, and apologise. Bad language. Bad language there. Yellow cards. I've yellow carded myself. Sorry, that was too bad. Bad language there. Apologise. Sorry. Um, Caroline. How's your political correctness now? Um, but that. So so my car insurance anyway is. £1,400 for a polo. And i tell you why. It's because of my job. It's also because I, I got points on my licence. It's also I'm not a very good driver and I've had crashes. So my insurance is up for renewal in three weeks' time. Uh, so the crash itself 
will bump up the insurance even more. And now these chances are putting in a claim. I don't want to say fraudulent, but I want to say chinny recon. I reckon their chins have been injured by Jimmy Hill, Esquire. <laughs> uh, they're putting in a claim for, for whiplash. So my insurance is going to be over two grand for a polo. Whiplash. What world do we, what's, what is this also, sick world we live in? How long does whiplash take to develop? Well, apparently five months to the, almost to the very day. That's... It's awful. And I've had, I've had, um, remember once I had a car crash, someone went into me and I got a call saying, um, we, we believe you had an accident. We think we could probably get you three or four grand for, uh, and I went, oh, go, do go away. I mean, it's, it, 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 for, for a second, it's, you think, oh, three or four grand for nothing. You think, Someone's oh, paying for it. Yeah, no, go, do, do go away, you absolute dodgepots. And these, these people are going to make a claim. What's, I mean, it, listen. Maybe they are injured, but I just what utter scumbags, aren't they? Yeah. Awful. And apologies. It turns out I am insured with Aviva. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. I didn't know who I was insured with. Outrageous. Can I just um, rectify something yep. um, that not Dave said? Yes. Well, one obviously my name. Mm. But uh, uh, if you listen regularly, this is all the time, and we know you do. You still got my name wrong. Another inaccuracy. I don't just stop him doing Indian accents. I stop him doing most accents. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> Time for a break. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the loop. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 Good evening, CJ. Good evening. Good evening. Um, amazingly enough, the exact same thing has happened to me uh -oh. last year. Oh, really? Go on. Yeah, I was, I was in a car crash myself with yeah. a friend of mine. Um, and we... We saw very rear end in another car, and the whole car was teetotaled, smoke coming out of it. Teetotaled? Teetotaled, or what do they call it? Is teetotaled a phrase? Totaled. Teetotal is, total is when you, you only drink tea. <laughs> well, but, no, drink no, tea. it's not teetotal is when you don't drink booze, but it's not tea as in the drink tea. Yeah, it, yeah. No, it's, um, hang on a minute. Tea, it, this is true, and I'm trying to remember it, and I will remember it because I'm good. Even if it takes me all night. So teetotal is when you don't drink alcohol. I saw that look to the camera. <laughs> teetotal is when you don't drink alcohol. But right. everyone thinks it means tea is in the drink. And mm. it's not. It's tea. I think it's to do... I'm going to put my... I'm going all in. I put it all in on black. I think it's to do with the uh, Model Ford. T Model Ford. Model... Uh -huh. The Ford Model T. I think that's what it's to do with. The Model T Ford. Yeah, it's something to do with that. 0344 499 1000. Phone up. Prove me wrong. Bet you can't. Anyway, CJ, carry on. Continue well, we did, a vucivu play. We did get very drunk after the accident, yes. mind you, so teetotal is probably the wrong word. Yes. Using it. But um, a few months after the accident, I actually did get a phone call. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 never, I did recognise the number, and they said, you can claim for the car accident. Yeah. But... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't report the car accident. I didn't. I didn't register any websites. Um, it was a brand new phone, and they said, "Yeah, we, you can claim for the accident." And I'm thinking, how did they know I was in a car accident? Yeah, I just don't understand how they oh, knew that. Hang, well, hang on a minute. Well, they don't. Well, well hang no, no, no. But did, did, so, so were the, who were they? Dodgepots. Um, I don't know what the company was. It was, it was a while ago. But, but, it, but um, it wasn't. But they were saying you could make you could make money if you said you had an injury. Yeah, yeah, right. I did, yeah. But you, you, would, you told your insurance company, didn't you? I, I, I don't drive. It's not my car. He was driving. Sorry? I, I don't drive. It's his car. He was a passenger. Right. Yeah, I was a passenger. Right, but... What? Yeah, so, so there's no way they could have known. But did they say... Did they get the exact date of the accident? Um, 
No, they didn't actually. Because they know. could, they, maybe they were just fishing. Maybe. But they said I could have got two grand from, from that accident. I mean, it's tempting. You could understand why it's tempting. I told them to F off. Like, it's not on doing that to a friend, you know. It, I mean, I know it, uh, they don't lose any money themselves, do they? But well, it affects the premium. And my pre- my premium is going to go. I'm, I'm going to be paying over two grand, I reckon. I'll, I'll let you know, guys. On March the 27th, I think it is. I've got to do it. I'll let you know. But it's going to go through the roof. But I just don't think you, how, how people can do that. So, <coughs> you know, it's, it's an accident at the end of the day. Yeah, but also, <clears throat> it's a holiday, isn't it? That family's got a holiday now. Well, I'm 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 poor. Um, you know, I don't make a lot of money. Um, you know, I'm on like two hundred or whatever every every few weeks. Because yeah. I'm on um, some called employment support allowance. I could have used that two grand to get a new piece, new PC, new camera, carpeting, and whatever. But I thought, no, no, it's just, the, the idea of doing that, someone, it's still wrong. And I stand by that. And people shouldn't, you know, it, 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 people shouldn't do that to a friend. CJ, thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you uh, want to give us a call, you'd be um, more than welcome. Um, oh jeez, <laughs> Sam's called in. Good evening, Sam. Oh hi. Hey Sam, how's it going? Yes, fine. Um, I was just ringing because I heard you discussing whiplash and car accidents, and I've got a really unusual story, but one that's really made me quite angry. Oh, go on, let's have it. We like angry stories at 10 to 11 on a Monday night. Beautiful. (laughs) Well, what happened was, uh, in January... um, Turn your radio off, Sam, because it's getting a bit confusing. Oh, right, okay. Bear with me two seconds. I don't know why you're doing that. Um, Here we go. Nope. Hello? Right, okay, can you hear That's me? That's much better, much better, yes, go on. Okay, sorry about that. Yes, yeah, so what happened was in January, I was actually driving down a dual carriageway. Yes. And someone beeped quite loudly at me. And I didn't actually know what was going on. And he said to me, go and, cu- go and pull in by the bus station. So yeah. I pulled in, I thought, what the hell has happened? He said that I swerved into him. And I said, look, I really didn't. I apologise if, you know, you felt that way. Didn't think anything of it. There was no damage to the car because we didn't touch. Didn't think anything of it. It was in January. I had a phone call two weeks ago from my insurance company. Uh oh. <laughs> saying that he was claiming whiplash. And I didn't know who it was because I didn't think of this <laughs> for ages. And I said, to the com- I said to the insurance company, this is absolutely ridiculous because there was no damage to the car. We didn't touch. And they said, yes, he said in his claim that there isn't any damage to his car, but he's claiming with flash. What? So, yes, yeah, so he's actually claiming it. We were down the original carriageway, and because he said that I nearly went into him, he's claiming with flash. And I, I'm honest to God, and it's only a So, wait, what, hang on a minute. He's saying that you nearly went into him. What? So he swerved suddenly? Yeah. And, and he, he got whiplash from, from, from turning? Yeah, and he's exactly got a solicitor who has taken it forward. Well, I bet he has. What the f- He's a very delicate I flower. I would, I would, I would buy him a pint for the sheer brass neck of it, but that's <laughs> as far as I go. I know it's unbelievable. The insurance company came out and they took photos of my car, which is absolutely immaculate. And I said, look, I said I will go all the way to court. I said this is just someone money grabbing. It's really made me angry. But yeah, he's giving me flash. I uh, well, is it going to go to court, Sam? Well, the, the solicitor from the insurance company thinks that when he sends the defence off, that they're not going to take yeah. it forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a chancer. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You because, you know, this whiplash thing is getting out of control now. Yeah, and yeah. I think, you know, I have to tell you that because we didn't even touch. <laughs> yeah. 
Unbe- Sam, thank you for that. Unbelievable. That is incredible. I told you what happened when I was driving in tonight. I was driving in and I was in a good mood because it was a lovely sunny day. I'd been to the gym for the first time in about five weeks. I was, I was feeling buff. And um, I was looking forward to coming in and, and seeing, um, seeing Ed. I've not seen for for a week, so it was good. And, uh, and you were... Uh, uh, um, uh, Around. Yeah. And um, so I was driving on the M4. And then this white van... Um, and I was in the, I was in the, the far, well, the fast lane, cause I was overtaking, but traffic was moving quite slowly. I was in the fast lane, but there were cars in front of me, okay, and I was mm-hmm. keeping a safe distance with the car. And then this white van came right up my backside and started bibbing and flashing. Yeah. And I just did the, what, what do you mean to do? I can't, I can't go anywhere. So then he did a really stupid move, cut in front of a car on the lane to our left. And tried to undertake me, but he totally misjudged it. And there was no way he was going to be able to undertake and then get in front of me again. I didn't speed up; I just drove normally. And as we, as I drove past him, I did the most annoying thing you can do. I didn't look at him, but I did the coffee beans. Didn't look at him; just did the coffee beans without even giving him the satisfaction of looking at him. Right? He went nuts. He was obviously a thick man, and, and thick men get angry like this, right? So he's in there with his missus. And so oh, then he starts off as well. Yeah, then he starts driving racing up next to me, right? And and I've had this a few times. Anyone else had this, right? He started pointing to the hard shoulder and making a fist. Pointing to the hard shoulder and making a fist. So uh, uh, the implication is I want to meet you on the hard shoulder for a fist fight. Watch a fight. Right. And I've had this quite a few times. You do get I get it a lot. a lot, right? And so I th- this is what you do. You nod enthusiastically and give the thumbs up to say, yeah, I, and then make a fist. I would like to have a fight. I would like to have a fight with you over there at the hard shoulder. And the trick is, and I did this once with a lorry, right? Uh, it, it, was, it was a Bedford truck or a Luton or something. And um, they pulled over onto the hard shoulder. I just sped off. And then there was another one, another one. <laughs> this guy, he bravely ran away. This guy was gonna, wanted to have a fight with me at a service station. And so he's pointing to the service station. I was going, yeah, yeah, I would like, thumbs up, I would like to have a fist fight with you in the service station. So I was behind him. So he led the way into the service station. And as he got, just got past the motorway, I pulled back out again, <laughs> zoomed off. And you could see him. And he tried, you could see him try to speed through the service station <gasps> to catch up with me. I got away. What anyway, So this guy, and I was going, yes, I would like, I would like to have a fight with you over there. Right. And, um, he, uh, he got so he, when he was starting to pull over, and, and then I saw him turn to his missus and say, "Give me that," right? And he and he got a bottle of water, wound down his window, and he chucked this bottle of plastic, chucked, chucked this bottle of water at my car. Can I have an out time, please, Ed? And um, I thought, cheeky get, cheeky get. I do in gender. Oh, hang on, I'm on the wrong. I'm on the wrong thing. Don't worry, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I bet it wasn't heavy on. It, well, no, of course, it was Baby's Buxton. It was, it was your, your, your Buxton. Yes, it was. Let us go to Barry Westwood. Good evening, Barry Westwood. Hello, Ian. Nice to see you. Uh, well, nice to hear you all back. Yes, it um, must be. Strike successful. Very, very successful. Uh, we've made some great. Um, I've made some. Re- and I will tell you this over the coming weeks: some great steps towards improving uh, radio output. Um, across the country, I've, I have been informed by several high-placed radio officials of, of some quite, um, and I, oh, I don't want to say too much because they don't know about it, but there will be some people 
who are bland, who are hashtag radio bland, who will be losing their jobs in the next two or three months as a result of my strike. And I want to thank also Chris Moyles, um, Ferrari, Ferrari, and um, Mike uh, Mike Graham and Mike Mendoza Mm -hmm. for um, supporting me in the strike. And all the other presenters, too many to mention now, too many. But yeah, really, really positive, powerful week. A lot of great seminars. Good stuff, actually, Barry Westwood. Good stuff. Well, that's excellent, Ian. I must, uh, I must say that um, uh, one of your guests was Tony Robertson, so I took my uh, week's strike to read uh, Tony Robertson's book, and an excellent read. I isn't it say. just? Isn't it just? Very good read. Um, Ian, just in answer to your question, um, I think it's uh, teetotal. It's Temperance Society. Temperance Society. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, um, I think uh, what it was, I think it was... I don't know if it was chapel-orientated, but uh, oh. there was an oath taken, wasn't there, to yes. abstain from alcohol? Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, did. Ian, uh, lovely that you're all back, yes. and um, I'm, I'm going to sit back, enjoy the rest of the sit show. Sit back, sit back, Barry, crack one out, and enjoy the show. Beer, I mean, I mean a beer, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean a beer. I meant exactly what I said. And that's, here's the thing, I mean exactly what I say, guys. I know what I'm doing. I'm a master. Gatford, you'll have to, uh, um, you'll have to wait, buddy. You'll have, you'll have to, uh... oh, yeah, Gatford, what was your nickname at school? Sorry, yes, hello? Yeah. What was your nickname at school? Uh, Gas Tech Camera. Gas Tech Camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't was, know that! I was reminded by that. There's a, there's a lovely bloke called Dom who's been mentioned in this show already, who does, um, um, Ian Lee quotes, at Ian Lee quotes on Twitter. And he's taken it upon himself to listen to all my old shows from different stations. And um, he tweets bits from the shows. And every now and then there'll be a lovely memory. I go, oh, I remember that. But most of it I don't remember. And he tweeted that the, the, his nickname was, um, was Gaztec. <laughs> it's a good one, isn't it? We're easing ourselves back into the show, dear listener. Easing ourselves. Um, 0344 499 is the telephone number. Oh, when we come back, I'll tell you what we'll do. Play the first of those um, little musicals. <laughs> little musicals. Oh, it's an absolute treat. Play, we'll play you. I tell you what, we'll play. Um, um, is it Watford Market? Is it? No, it's Coventry Market. Co- we'll play. We'll play. Watford Gap. Uh, we'll play. We'll play. What? We'll play Coventry Market when we come back. You'll love it. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, two pence a litre. That's going to save me. What about thirty pence when I fill up? Oh, yes. 50 quid, minus 30p. This is brilliant. This is brilliant, yes. This is brilliant, Godford, yeah? Huh? This is brilliant, Godford, yeah? Yeah, uh, what? This is brilliant, Godford, yeah? Hey, is that that gas tech camera? Yeah. Is that crazy legs crane? Hey, that was one of my nicknames. Didn't like that one. That was a mean one. That was a mean one. I know. Well, mine wasn't too mean. It was quite, you know, Good, Good band, gas tech camera. Couldn't name one what of their happened? songs. Summer uh, in the city where the air oh, okay. is still. And good morning, Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you called in for, Gats? Well, um, I have a slightly different reason for the, that I found for the teetotal thing. Oh, yeah. It, it, will, it will be wrong because Barry um, Levinson, what's his name? Barry Wilfinson's. Barry. Yeah. Um, Barry. Western. Western. West. No, you're thinking of Fred West. Western Superman. Barry Western Superman is correct. Right, well, no, see, I found three other places where it says, although it is 
related to the Preston Temperance Society. Preston. Yeah. It's to do with the bloke that ran it <laughs> and he had a speech impediment and he couldn't pronounce his T's. So he went teetotal. Oh, stop. You are... Gatford! Gatford, can I just interrupt you for a second? Of course. Are you sure? Yeah, go. When the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter Relines with Mars Then peace will guide the planets And love will steal the stars This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius The age of Aquarius Aquarius Harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding. No more false adorations, golden living dreams of visions, mystic crystal revelations, and the mind's true liberation. Aquarius! Aquarius! When the moon is in the seventh house And Jupiter aligns with the Mars Then peace will guide the planets And love will steer the stars This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius the age of Aquarius. 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 Oh, no, hang on, Is this a bit where we strip off, yeah? No, 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 All no. Right. no Be with you in a second, Gatford. Yep, sure, yeah, carry on. Just these hang up. Um. This, of course, is the uh, movie version, not the Broadway version, guys. (coughs) Oh, jeez. Bloody hell. Harmony and understanding, sympathy and trust abounding. No more false adorations, golden living dreams of visions, mystic crystal revelations, and the minds to liberations, Aquarius! Aquarius! Bit too high for me. Aquarius! 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 You need you need to sing from your diaphragm a bit more, Ian. Singing from my anus. <laughs> Um, that, that was that was high. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. You, you auditioning? 
actually he was. Well, yeah, well oh, actually, right. here's the thing. Hair is my favourite, favourite musical of all time. <laughs> and um, it turns out that um, they are doing Hair, the 50th anniversary of Hair, this October, which is the greatest... I'm going to rinse my credit card dry, spending all of my money going to see it as many times as I can. In fact, I want to be in it. I'm going to tell you why. It's because I met a boy called Frank Mills on September 12th right here in front of the Waverly. But unfortunately, I lost his address. He was last seen with his friend, a drama he resembles George Harrison of the Beatles, but he wears his hair tied in a small bow at the back. I love him, but it embarrasses me to walk down the street with him. He lives in Brooklyn somewhere and wears his white crash helmet. He has golden chains on his leather jacket. And on the back are written the names Mary and Mom and Hell's Angels. I would gratefully appreciate it if you see him, tell him. I'm in the park with my girlfriend and please tell him Angela and I don't want the two dollars back just here like that time where I rang Julia Hartley-Brewer and she rang sang South Pacific to me. Well, you see, I think so. that they, they, are, they are bringing hair back. And here's the thing, it's absolute truth, God's honest truth. Um, tonight, I bought three different versions of the hair soundtrack. On Friday or Saturday night, I forget which, I bought six different versions of the hair soundtrack. Imagine, so I've, I've bought nine versions of the hair soundtrack, including in foreign languages, Gatford. But, but hold on, isn't it? Uh, uh, forgive me for the questioning, you know, but they're, they're the same songs, yeah? Yeah, 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 but they're all completely different. Ver- hey, because of hair, I've seen Sunita's muff. <laughs> so it really is. Fair play. Yeah, I- exactly. You know, it's just, um, it's the most wonderful musical there is i i love it but it, it, I love it. let me tell it. you a story good morning starshine the earth says hello you twinkle above us we twinkle below 
Good morning. I don't know the key for that one. I'm going to be no, honest. Yeah, you, good morning, star. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Go, go, Gafford. The earth is below. I don't know the words, though, but I know the tube. You know, you know this bit, guys. Everybody. Our early morning singing song. Libby lap nooby, libby la la luby la 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 whoa whoa. Are they singing luby? Yeah. Saba si bi subi da ba da ba dooby libby whoa whoa. Ubi abba naba libby da ba da ba early morning singing song. Gaffer, did we get to the point of your call? Probably, but I've forgotten what it was because you've been singing for so long. Thank you very much indeed, and my work here <laughs> is done. So, th- so hair is... Uh, honestly, I've, I've bought nine versions of the hair soundtrack, including some that have cost me an absolute fortune. And then I found out there was an album called Disinherited, which was released... Uh, hair was a massive phenomenon, right? But then there's this album, Disinherited, which is songs that didn't make it into the hair. So it's like a follow-up to hair. But then I found... Like that Excess the, hair. Excess hair. Then I found the sequel to hair. It was, a, it was a musical called Dude, right? That... Oh, there we go. Let's sing. Here we go. Here we go. Then there's a sequel to hair called Dude, right? And it, t- and, uh, and it, it got panned and lasted about six performances. But the soundtrack is amazing. I bought that on CD for 25 quid. Unbelievable. Anyway, we're going to get the cast of hair in here. And we're all going to strip off. I'm stripping off. They're going to strip off. We're going to put a sheet over there. I don't want you guys seeing um, our stuff. But we're going to strip off in here. Uh, we'll put um, towels on the seats. Um, and we're just going to strip off and sing hair. That's what we're going to do. I saw a willy I didn't expect to see this afternoon. And I'm sorry hair. I'm sorry for that, Catherine. <laughs> but I told you it, got, it, it gets very hot in my jeans. And the doctor has said that um, I need to... Uh, I need to get air to it any way possible. <laughs> um, so, uh, hair, hair is just the greatest musical of all time. It is. I don't. I don't like musicals. Don't like. But hair is absolutely. Oh, West Side Story. That's a belter. Never seen it. <gasps> I wanna be in America. Who wants to be in America? She wants to be in America. Well, we are here in America. Oh, you have seen it. Well, I know. I know that song. <laughs> oh, three, four, four. Um, there we go. Alex says, it's the first time I've listened to this show, and it's a lot more musical than I realised. Oh, yes, so musical. Oh, and we had someone on Twitter who'd never listened before. Um, what was... The, was the, I'm trying to mention all the people that say they haven't listened before, because um, then they think they might come back or something. It was someone called Dave... Was it Steve? Where was it? Hang on, we'll go to the break in a minute. Um, Steve... Was it Steve? Steve said, I've never listened... Before, hang on a minute, we'll find this. Um, sure, it wasn't. I'll never listen again. No, no. Well, we get those. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. sure it was like Steve. Uh, oh, it's Marie. Marie. Well, Marie Martin. Thank you, Martin. Steve Martin. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Steve Martin. Marie Martin. Same thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Tick your radar diaries now with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I should just say, do you remember we had um, Eddie Large on before yeah. I went on strike? What a nice man he was, wasn't it? A really nice, humble man, and um, seventy-five years old, and. Um, 
I think maybe because we had Louis Barth on a couple of weeks before and he was doing an evening with someone and, and we had it and it's just something went off in the back of my head. I thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice to put on an evening with Eddie Large? Because th- and th- this is kind of the line I'm throwing out for this, but um, it's true. The thing I learned from 2016 is we need to tell our entertainers that we love them and we're appreciative of all they have done for us while they're still alive. It's all well and good, you know, David Bowie dying, and then, you know, the next night on BBC4, they show a documentary, and they show the man who fell to earth, and they show Labry. So he's always, you know, on a radio station playing four David Bowie songs every hour. It's it's all well and good doing that. It's all great when Paul Daniels dies. In fact, I don't think they even did that much on TV for Paul Daniels, which is um, to their discredit. Um, But why not get these people, when they're still alive, and just say... Thanks very much. We think you're brilliant. Got a lot of affection for you in our heart. You remind us of our childhood. You remind us of our parents. You remind us of when things were easier and different and, you know, whatever. Um, and so I've been, me and Eddie Large, have, I don't want to say we've developed a friendship. That's perhaps stretching it too far. But um, we have been emailing each other quite a lot. I was doing a lot of emailing with him last week. And we have come up with, We are go- I am going to put on, we are going to put on an evening with Eddie Large. Um, and, um, and he's, he's dead nervous about this, but he's, he's nervous that no one's going to come. And I said, Eddie Lee, I, I will be responsible for the evening. Right. And so we have hired, he doesn't like traveling. Okay. He didn't even want to travel to Bristol, which is only 25 minutes from where he lives. He lives in Portishead. So I have hired the, um, it's, it's kind of like a community center in Portishead and it only holds a couple of hundred people. And on June the 25th, Sunday, June the 25th, we are putting on an evening with Eddie Large. By coincidence, when I I picked that date completely at random, right, and I emailed it because I just thought, oh, it's, it's far enough away. It gives me time to work on stuff. It gives us time to drum up business. You know, it's, 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 it's all good. And I emailed it and said, Ed, I'm looking at June the 25th. Any good? He went, oh, oh, that's my birthday. I went, oh, do you want to do it another night? He said, oh, no, no, that'd be lovely. So this is going to be a really special, it's, going to, it's his 76th birthday, um, and it's going to be a real special, se- affectionate, very relaxed celebration, right? It's a couple of hundred people that we can fit in this hall. It's going to be me and Eddie Large on stage, two halves, maybe about 45 minutes to an hour each half. We'll, we'll see how it goes. The first half, um, going to be me interviewing him. And we'll have a screen and we'll show some clips from bits of his shows and performances. And, and, and um, I, I may try and get one or two surprises as well to throw in there. Second half, a few more clips, a bit more chat. And then we do a Q&A from the audience. Anyone's got any questions they want to ask Eddie Large, th- 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 then you get to ask them. And I'm kind of thinking we can record it, the, the audio of it. Maybe we could put it out as like a CD or, or a download, I guess it would be now. Um, I'm not taking a penny from it. I'm going to lose money from it because I've, I've totally underestimated how much it'll cost to put on. But I'm going to, I'm, I'm hiring the venue and I'm getting the posters and I'm doing all of that stuff, right? And I've said to Eddie, as long as I can make back the hire of the venue and a few quid towards the posters, all my other expenses I'll cover. So it's going to cost me a little bit in petrol and, and I might probably get a hotel and stay out there. And I, that's all fine. I said, look, as long as I get the money, but the 300 quid back from hiring the venue and a couple of quid for the posters, once we've reached that limit, and I think we need to sell about 40 tickets, I said, everything beyond that goes straight to your pocket. I don't want a penny of it. He's like, you sure? I said, yeah, I don't want a, I don't want a penny of it. I, it. For me, the payment would be the thrill 
of putting on this evening and sitting on stage with you and doing it and doing it with you. So it's happening, right? Now my real worry is we don't sell any tickets. And it's part and it's it's a possibility because it's in Portishead, which is just a bit sort of north uh, northwest of Bristol, near the coast, I think. Um, it's where the band um, Portishead come from. And um, so there's a chance that people might be put off coming to that. It's the same weekend as Glastonbury, big crossover in Eddie's audience and the Glastonbury audience. So, you know. Um, and also the, the venue. The venue doesn't sell tickets. So what I, I found out what they usually do is I have, I'm going to drive up to Portishead one day in the next couple of weeks with some posters that my mate Scott's making for me. Um, and I'm going to go to, there's a few charity shops and a couple of streets in the high street. And I'll say, if I bung you, you know, 20 quid, can I put a poster up in your window? And would you sell tickets for this? And I give them an allocation of tickets. You can buy tickets online. Right. Um, but I'm just aware that the local audience will be quite elderly and they will not be familiar with particularly, you know, will not feel particularly comfortable buying tickets online. Uh, if you want to come, dear listener, um, it would be a thrill, and I'm certainly going to stick around afterwards as I do all these things. And if Eddie's not too tired, uh, 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 here's the thing, right? He's dead nervous. Once he gets on that stage, once he gets on that stage, you won't be able to shut him up. You will not be able. To, it, it will kick in. That instinct will kick in. I don't think he's done. I'm not sure. I, I don't think he's done anything in front of a live audience for a while. I'm, I'm, I know as soon as he gets on that stage, I, 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 I'll sit back and he'll take over, which will be a joy. And I'm sure if he feels up for it, he'll stick around and get a few pictures and sign a few things as well. Um, so if you want to come, um, I will give you the uh the the web address it is ticket it's the one we usually use for for the rabbit hole and performance ring so it's ticketsource.co.uk slash ian dash lee ticketsource.co.uk slash i a i n dash l w it's eight quid it's eight quid uh, and and i said to him do you not want to charge more he said no no, no i'm nervous no one will come eight quid i would pay eight quid and drive I don't know how long it's going to take. Two hours, two, about two hours. I would pay eight quid and drive two hours to go and see, to go and see that. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, it might be. I don't know. I, th- I think it'll be a really special evening. And if it goes well, who knows? Maybe I can persuade him to come and do some near London. Unlikely, very unlikely, actually. But 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 who knows? And I just think it'll be a nice thing to do. But if it goes well, I might see about putting some more on with maybe we have Bernie on or Tommy Cannon. I don't know. Whatever, we'll see. Um, but if you want to come, you'd be very very welcome, dear listener. Ticketsource.co.uk/slash/ian-dashley. Um, and the final word on this: if if you can, if you know anybody that might want to come, or you know any Facebook groups or any podcasts or any people on Twitter that might be interested or might be able to help promote this. Please, 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 um, give them my details or give them the link or forward it on and just share it with as many people as you can because I really want this to, um, to be a special night and I'd, I'd be gutted if we, you know, if we sold 10 tickets and, and, and that was it. I, I think this could be something very, very special. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dashley. 0344 499 if you want to call. Now, Catherine. Yes. There was, now I think one of these. I think Harry Hill... Has Harry Hill got a new show on Sky or something? I think he has, yeah. I think he played one of these videos on his show, because this popped up in my Twitter feed. It was retweeted by the, the brilliant Kathy Burke, right? And if Kath, I don't really click on links, but if someone of Kathy's calibre tweets something saying, this is funny, 
I'll probably have a look at it. And I'm so glad I did, right? So I'm not sure which one it was she, she tweeted first, but she tweeted both, retweeted both of these. Now, BBC local regions, um, are, they like to do, they like to involve the community, but quite often in, um, well, they like to involve the community. I'm not going to, people put a lot of work into this, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to denigrate it too much, okay? Um, but you often, you know, you do think that they're, they're making these things sometimes because they're thinking of uh, Gillard's BBC Local Radio Awards. Anyway, so these are videos, right? I'll play the first one. i play the Coventry Market one first. So this is a video. It's on YouTube. 2008. Celebrating 50 years of Coventry Market. Um, it, I, you kind of, it works better with the visuals. So, uh, you know, it, it, it would be good if you can, you get to look at it at some point. But I think the song stands on its own. If you've ever heard A Quick One While He's Away by The Who, it was kind of their little uh, 12-minute opus that gave them the confidence to record Tommy the Rock Opera. These are like A Quick One While He's Away, but good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you, from BBC Coventry and Warwickshire, Coventry Market, The Musical. Not a soul in sight The only sound is my feet Echoing on the floor I remember this place opening Fifty years ago When I was about a boy but there's no time for memory Long days ahead It's time to open up the door Coventry Market All kinds of everything Something for anyone There's no comparison For genuine bargains Explore what's in store Confused or amused Just ask what it's for Treasure of wonders Exciting Sippy kind of bumping and all kinds of
was on, um, on on Harry Hill's show. We'll play the other one a bit later on, uh, the Watford Gap. It, it's just... Um... <laughs> I do think sometimes, maybe, I'm in, uh, maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe my entire world view, my judgment on what is good and what is utter pony is... Um... Is completely screwed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. It is quite um, the the, the, the um, Alex who's listening for the first time is thinks it's now a musical show. It is quite musical tonight. I, can I, I, now you know the answer to this, Kath. But I want to play. I want to play a bit of a song. To see if, if the, uh, the the listener can guess who this is. This is uh, this is absolutely incredible, right? If I had not known who this was, I would never have guessed. Um, here we go. Uh, this is it. This, listen to this. It, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> One of the biggest stars in the world. You like to come on the telephone. Baby, please answer to the phones. You like to dim the lights when we're alone. 
baby, please answer to our boss. understand a word he's saying one of the biggest stars in the world it's uh, it's, it's incredible isn't it and even now i know who it is i'm still thinking is that that's is that a wind-up is that a wind-up someone's done that oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you think you know who that, it, it, I, I found it absolutely incredible. Here we go. Oh, it's incredible. Nothing like um, what he would go on to be famous for. One of the most recognisable people in the world. Um, and, and, and he did that. It's a voice you would know. Yeah. And I know that he did a few bits and pieces before he got famous. I didn't know he did that, though. I always thought that his stuff kind when, of... When you first showed me that, I thought, oh, it must be a song he's written for someone else. Yeah. Like Elvis, no, something. No, 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 no. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Tom, Tom, do you reckon like you... That. Tom, do you reckon you know? I know nothing. Oh. I have nothing to say. Where is that from? Where is that from? I know nothing. Is that, is that um, Manuel? I know yeah. nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. He's from Barcelona. It's a Metallica thing, isn't it? I know nothing. I think it is. I think it is Manuel, because there's an episode, isn't there, where Basil tells him not to say something, and then when he needs him to say something, he goes, I know nothing. I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah, that sounds about right. It sounds, it sounds about right. I was never really a big fan of Faulty Towers. Not for me. Not my thing. Not, not for me. Not my thing either, Tom. We are like-minded. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Here's a question for you, Tom, right? I got a right cob on today. I, w- I was, I went to a petrol station to put some petrol in my car and I needed to buy a bottle of water. I was thirsty. And yeah. I was uh, making a phone call as I pulled into the petrol station, hands-free. Cause I've got Bluetooth in my car because I'm a celebrity. Uh, and so it was on... phone, sorry. uh, with, uh, Bluetooth. Sorry? Bluetooth. I know nothing. So... Sam's phone... Bluetooth. Yes. What? So, um, I may be asking the wrong person this question, but I'm going to persevere. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Do you, okay. So, I, pu- I pulled up at the pump, I switched mm-hmm. the car off, I picked the phone up, put it onto phone, yeah. put it to my ear, went out, yeah. opened yeah. the petrol cap, put the pump yeah. in, right, uh-huh. and I was squeezing it and no petrol was coming out. And then I heard the, the intercom say, <laughs> And I looked Ooh. over at the guy. I looked over at the guy in the shop, and he was miming, "No phone, no phone. Fo- put the phone down. No phone. Oh, no phone. No phone. No phone." And I was going. I was thinking, "Are you? Are you an idiot?" I thought it had been proved. I thought Tom, right? And you sound like an intelligent man. That the phone petrol station thing had been proved. It's a myth, isn't it? The myth had been proved five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Do you believe this guy? I, I, I'm going to throttle him in a minute, but I'm going to no, be new me. I'm going to persevere. Um, has it been proven that mobile phones do not? Call, you, you, I have never heard of an explosion in a petrol station because someone was on a mobile phone. Correct. It does not exist. <coughs> it is a myth. It's a myth. So right? I had every right to um, yeah. go in and rob that place at gunpoint, which is what I did. Oh. 
No, no, no. You can use your mobile phone, but you can't do what you just said. Okay. Well, I didn't rob him at gunpoint. I was making sure you were listening. But I, 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 I was so angry with this guy. I was furious, right? I was so angry with this guy that instead of ending my phone call or waiting, I got in my car, connected the Bluetooth, started the engine, drove off. And I thought, I'm not buying your pet poxy petrol. Now I know that Asda... paranoid petrol. Your paranoid poxy petrol. Now I know that Asda have got two pence off. I'll be going there tomorrow. I couldn't believe it! All about the Asda. Yeah. Good up. Tom, um, what have you called in for, mate? I, I didn't call in for anything, really. I was just like, uh, me and your sister are best mates. So I went to, I was in New Zealand, and we were like... Oh, you were the Tom that did the show? Uh-huh. Oh, and have you, have you partaken in a little bit of the boozes on a Monday evening? Uh, on a Monday evening, always, but your sister bought me really good chocolate, oh. and she's the best. She never buys me really good chocolate. Joe, you never buy me really good chocolate. What's that all about? Uh, well, she, she's always listening. Yeah. Like, we know she's always listening. Yes. And, yeah, she bought really good chocolate, and she's amazing. Uh, I love her. Are you trying to make moves on my sister, Tom? No. Is it, well, if I was, it would be weird. One, because I'm gay, and two, because she's on the other side of the world. Well, the thing is, you're saying, right, okay, right, let's work through those in reverse order. Two, um, people can, um, you, people can, um, sext. So, technology means that the intimacy is, is possible. And sex And one, um, you're, you're so, why, you're so old-fashioned. Why do you think, um, gender and sex and sexual preference oh. is so binary, so black and white? What the hell? What's oh, wrong God. with you, man? Get into, it's 2017, everything's bendy. You could do a reverse burrow. Everything, yeah. you do a reverse burrow. God, that, gosh, I wasn't expecting that one, Paul. That, that gosh. caught me off guard. <laughs> Paul, Paul Burrell's gay? What? No. Diana, oh. Diana was no, the only woman who knew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, oh, I'm so gay. Um, I'm so gay. <laughs> your, sister, your sister is very lovely. She is very, very lovely, Tom, and you are very, very gay. That, that, both of those statements are correct. Tom, I thanks know, for I calling, mate. <laughs> bye bye. Nice, nice to see you. What is he like? Well, he's like a very, very gay man. Well, drunk, I <laughs> um, people are saying, is it Barry Gibb or Marilyn Manson? No. no. Is it Donald Trump? No. Have another listen. Have a listen. Honestly, he's, he's famous as a, as a singer. And what's interesting is you can't hear the words in this when words are kind of his, his forte. Here he goes. So, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can text that in as well. Text talk to the uh, number eight seven triple two. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right. Um, Jeff says, is it Dr. Dre? I don't think you're playing this properly, mate. 
John says, is it Ed Sheeran? No. Scott says, is it Buddy Holly? Are you being st- Are you punking me? Is it Bieber? It sounds like Elvis. Was it Johnny Cash? No, 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 no. Is it Jimmy Page? No. I only found out about it because I read a book about the bloke um, when I was on strike last week. I tell you what, when I went on strike last week, I've got to tell you, I uh, used the Airbnb for the first time ever. Never used it before. And I, it, uh, it, was a, it was a week of firsts for me. I rented a cottage in uh, Wales, in this tiny village near the Brecon Beacons, in the middle of nowhere, um, and on my own. On my own. I went away for four nights on my own. I don't think I've ever done that before. Actually gone away on my own. And I had this tiny little cottage all to myself. And I read this book about this fella. I read a book about um, uh, by Michelle Leon, who um, was in the band Babes in Toyland. She's coming on the show this week as well, which is very exciting. I did a little bit of writing. I, did, I, I wrote a very short article for Record Collector they asked me to write. Just so I picked my favourite 11 songs from 1967. I started writing a bit more of the book. I'm thinking the book idea is a non-starter. Well, it's not a non-starter. It's a non-finisher. I, 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 just, I just feel that writing a book... I don't know. I don't think it's... Um, <coughs> I don't think... Oh, there we go. He's finished. There we go. Oh. I don't think it's going to happen, so I might knock down the head. But then, I'd, so what I do is I'd stay up late watching the um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you know that is, I'd stay up late watching the O.J. Simpson documentary, not the drama, the documentary. Boy, oh boy, that's nine hours of um, awesomeness. Are we al- what? What are the libel laws like? Huh? Are we allowed to say we think he murdered his wife? I mean. <laughs> You watched the documentary. He, he didn't get. He, he was found innocent in a criminal court, but found guilty in a civil court. Um, I mean, but this documentary—it's on the iPlayer. If it's still there, nine hours long. Absolutely incredible. The, the, the first forty minutes are tough, right? Stick with it because it just incredible. The detail. That it goes into. I mean, he's found guilty in a civil court. So one court thinks he did it. The other court thinks he doesn't. There were, there were, there were people on the jury. It was eight black women. And I can't remember the other, the, the makeup of that, but that's an unusual thing. And it was shortly after the Rodney King beat him where the, the, the police beat the crap out of this, this black lad, Rodney King. And they got away with it. Got away with it. It was filmed and everything. And they got away with it. And one of the women, it was, it was 260 days the trial went on for, right? And um, the day, the, 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 so the judge sends the, the jury off to deliberate. And everyone thinks, well, it's going it's to be a week or at least while they're deliberating. So they, everyone went off. All the lawyers and everything went off because it was their first day off in, in, in nine months. And they got a phone call. The first morning saying, yeah, they've, they've made a decision. What? They've only been in there for two hours. Yeah, no, they've made a decision. And um, one of the women said that she found him innocent because of Rodney King. What? What the? And all the evidence is pointing to OJ. And you know there's the famous shot of OJ in court putting on the gloves, right? 
and he can't put the gloves on. You've seen that? It's really famous. Been putting on the gloves don't fit. Um, do you know why those gloves didn't fit? Because A, he had latex gloves on underneath so as not to get fingerprints on, and B, his manager told him not to take his... Uh, he's got really bad arthritis in his fingers. Really bad from playing football. Really bad arthritis. And his manager said, we think they might ask you to try and put the gloves on. So, um... Why don't you not take your arthritis pills for two weeks? And OJ said, well, yeah, but if I do that, then my fingers are going to swell and my ha- I won't be able to bend my fingers. And the manager went, yeah, why don't you not take your arthritis medicine for two weeks? He went, oh, right. It is the most incredible. Here come the refreshments. It, that, oh, talking about the OJ thing, oh, Kath. It is the most incredible bit. Of storytelling. I'll have that water. Thank you. Got thirst on. That's better. Um, and, and, and so he got found innocent in the, um, uh, no one's got the answer right, by the way, for what that song is. 03444991000. Um, so he's found innocent in, in, found innocent in the criminal court. And then, but in the civil court, he was found guilty and ordered to pay 33 million quid to the parents of the lad that was there that got murdered. Ron Goldman, yeah. And um, the evidence on that, because there were footprints, right? Bloody footprints. I'm not swearing. I'm being descriptive. Bloody footprints leaving the property, right, with the, the blood of his his ex-wife on. And the, foot, the, 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 the print of the shoe was a really specific make of shoe, of which there were only about 300 pairs ever made. And they said to... The, the judge said to, to Simpson, did you wear... Do you own those shoes? He said, no, no, no. You sure? He said, no, those shoes are ugly. He said, those ugly-ass shoes. Yeah, those ugly-ass shoes. I'd never be seen dead in those things. Right. And then they found, like, about 50 pictures of him wearing the shoes at various different events over the space of about three years. He owned the shoes. He totally did it. He totally did it. It's it's the most incredible thing and they 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 they, they I'm going to use a phrase that I don't really like but I'm using it because one of OJ's lawyers used it they played the race card and one of OJ's lawyers a white lawyer said not only did we play the race card but we dealt it from the bottom of the deck and I think we played it unfairly um and 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 the 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 one of the white lawyers on his team was really angry and refused to speak to any of the others it was the weirdest after the thing it was cuz cuz they did the whole thing they played on the fact it was eight black women in the the jury they played on the rodney king thing the the black um lawyer on oj simpson was going in wearing like tribal ties and stuff to to uh, impl- uh, imply his ethnicity well, also, he was a massive hero yeah 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 in the civil rights movement and then they had this cop who was a racist cop it was a cop called mark Furman, i think his name was yeah. who had, it was a was a racist cop and he was on record saying the n-word all the time and they made the case about this cop instead of about the fact that oj simpson murdered his wife and a fellow that worked at the restaurant it went it became about LAPD versus black people. It was it, it, uh, honestly, and there have been some terrible things that had happened in the ni- you know uh, the near, f- um, you know, not so distant past at that point. So it was a, you know it was a tinderbox. Um, but it's got to be said, if you've got, no, I did it in two nights. I did um, three hours, then went to bed, and then the next day I did I did the, I did the other. It's just under nine hours. I did I did the rest of it in in one, and I had a terrible headache at the end. But I just couldn't stop. He's in prison now. 
He's been in there for seven years, and I think he's up for parole this year. He won't get it. He won't get it this year. Everyone's saying, oh, big brother, big brother. He, he won't get parole this year. He's in there for 33 years. He won't, he won't get paroled for a long, long time. What is he, 69, 70 now? It is the most... Anyway, so I watched that in Wales. So my day consisted of getting up, um, not listening to the radio, doing a little bit of writing for about an hour and a half, and then going for a walk. And I went on these walks, and I went up. Um, I climbed up... Well, I, I mean, technically, it's probably a hill, but I'm going to call it a mountain because on the hill opposite me, there was snow and you only get snow on mountain tops, not on hillsides. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I walked up this um, this mountain, right, in trainers. I didn't care. And you like Brian Blessed. I made a mistake of wearing a cardigan underneath my coat. So I was very sweaty and I didn't have refreshments. I didn't care. So I climbed up there and it took me two hours to get up there. Right? And I was absolutely knackered. I was a spent force. And the last bit was really steep, right? And I was thinking, I don't want to go up there. I was thinking, it's just, it's just up there. And in my head, it, all, every, it became like a metaphor for life. And I thought, I could turn around now, or I could spend the next 30 minutes trying to get up that little bit of hill, but it's quite steep. And I was going, I've got to get up there because it's a metaphor for life. And I was, I was delirious. It's a metaphor for life. If I turn back now, that means I've just, I've met a challenge and I've, and that's what I do with my life. I meet challenges and I walk away from them. I'm going to embrace this challenge. And I got, and I got up to the top of the hill, top of a hill, wicked. And I thought, right, well, to get down now, I don't want to spend another two hours walking down because it was muddy and it was wet. And I thought that the, the quickest way down, surely I could see my car quite some distance away the quickest way down is to just head directly towards the car whatever whatever is in the way i'm going to head directly towards the car so i started walking down the side of this hill and very very quickly i realized it was just shy of a sheer drop it was and there was there was no path or anything it was just it was a and I thought, oh, Jesus. And I looked back, and it was too sheer to go back up. And so I had to go down. It took me just down this bit of this hill, and then I had another hour and a half to walk to my car. To get down the side of this hill, it took me about 50 minutes of me doing these very tiny little side steps. And I was talking to myself, because I had no phone signal. I was thinking, if I'd slipped, I would have either died or I would definitely definitely have broken my legs and i thought oh, gee, i don't want to break my legs this is awful so i'm talking to myself as i'm gently sidestepping down this hill going you can do it come on you 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 can do this no no don't no, no slow down slow down you're not there yet no no no, no. you slow down come on boy you can do this you have got this sewn up you are this is you're gonna get down there and this for 50 minutes talking to myself like an utter lunatic and there were moments where i'd get a bit cocky and start going a bit faster and then i'd slip i fell on my ass eight times it was the most awful experience of my life and then I went back to the cottage, had a bath and watched um, O.J. Simpson and that put it all into perspective. So that was my week off. Um, say off, it was, it was a very busy um, strike picket line and all of that kind of stuff. Um, why am I telling you that? I don't know. There was a reason for that. And um, Oh, because I, I tell you what, I've, I, I, I haven't got time now after, after the news. I, the last week, I have been devouring dick. What? I have, I've become obsessed with dick. I cannot get enough dick. Honestly, I just, I've become obsessed with dick and I have just 
as much dick as I can get, I have been completely demolishing it and devouring it and becoming obsessed with dick. Philip K. Dick, the, the science fiction writer, are you aware of his work? No. It, honestly, we'll talk about it in a bit. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Another hour of this nonsense, dear listener. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Fair play. Sam has just tweeted me, hashtag nomad. <laughs> if you get the reference, then it's absolutely delicious. Thank you, Sam. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Nineteen fifty-nine, the war was at an end, and we were back on our feet again. And the world was filling up with endless possibilities. We wanted roads and clothes and pleasure, and lives of endless pleasure. Concrete and stripy lines on layers of Tom Macadam. As tall as we could drive on it at any time and place. And suddenly we'd been blasted into space. <laughs> I was so proud of. My daddy On the day the big road came He took me for a spin They said it wasn't safe but it was thrilling With all those juggernauts and all the bridges full of faces We stood and waved at all the cars The headlights were shining like shooting stars Tearing along at the speed of light And then disappearing into the The night Transport was obsessed with efficiency They knew we'd need somewhere to stop and eat, drink tea and pee Sunk pins in maps to find the destination And so gave us a very first service station in the nation What the gap Where north meets east and south meets west What the gap a mug of tea and an air-conditioned breath You've been serving the M1 24-7 for 50 
The Blue Ball Cafe soon became the place to be. Space age glamour with a hint of infamy. So many rock stars served up on the menu. In the early 60s, soon after the motorway had been opened, three friends and myself set off down the motorway. It was totally dark and very few cars, so therefore you were driving in total darkness apart from your headlights. And coming towards us, really out of the darkness, we saw a stone wall stretched across the motorway. We can only call it an apparition. We drove straight through it, even though we put our brakes on, and then looked back in our rear view mirror, and there was no wall there. Chilling hand hands on the shoulders, whilst paper clips and drawing pins dance round the room. Two thousand and nine. Those original buildings have long since disappeared. Replaced by pleasing architectural lines, steel and plastic intertwined. But the business like us, plastic. 
Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to call. Because you've all forgotten how to call in, you slackers. Doesn't matter, I can talk for England. Um, no one's guessed the mystery voice. We'll, 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 we'll do the mystery voice. I'm saying that as though it's actually a mystery voice competition. It is not, but it kind of is. Uh, well, remind me before one o'clock and I'll tell you who that is. Um, now, you and I were going to Manchester to do a rabbit hole, uh-huh. called a rabbit hole, on, when is it, May the 6th? Something like that? Let's say that. Something like that. Let me check. Are we going to do the thing that we talked about doing? I want to do that. Do you want to do that? I think so. Might so, as well, eh? It's a long way. We might as well. So, um, is it May the 6th we're going to do the Let rabbit hole? Let me just check. Right. Okay. Let me just check. Let's I've had too much wrong. coffee. I think I might be sick. You've got to touch the Parsons there. A bit of the Parsons. Mm. Hang on, hang on, just bear with me. Was it May the 7th? Saturday, 6th of May. Right, okay, so we're, in Saturday, 6th of May, we will, Catherine and I will be performing live in uh, Manchester at a very intimate venue. It's, it, even though it's intimate, we've only sold half the tickets, so, you know, come on, guys. Um, but we were thinking of, of um, doing what we did. Uh, well, almost a year ago, and doing the show on the Friday from a listener's house in or very, very near um, Manchester. So I don't know if... Well, we know there are 35 people in Manchester who like us, or maybe about 18 people in Manchester who like us who are bringing their partners along to see us. So okay. So there are at least 18 people in Manchester that like us. Um, but I don't know how big our audience is in Manchester. I don't know if we have many people who listen to us from that area. So it's a punt, okay? It's a punt, and what, not the best time of the night, quarter past twelve on a Monday night, to, uh, to to offer a punt. But if you live in or near Manchester, and when I say near, within ten miles of the city centre, should we say is fair enough? Because I'll be, I'll have my car, so we can get to and from. Um, and you have good, you've got to have good internet. That's the only thing. You've got to have good internet box. We need to be able to plug in, don't we? We need to be able to plug our internet box into your internet box. We need to suck off your internet. So you've got, you've got to have good internet. No shoddy, no in or out. It's got to be bloody good internet. Um, BGI, as I like to call it. 
uh, if you've got BGI and you'd like to um, invite us round to uh, your house so that we can do the radio show from there, um, uh, then get in touch, I suppose, is the thing. You can either email me, ian at ianlee.com. Oh, don't be a murderer. No. Or ISIS. Don't be a murderer or ISIS. Or someone that's going to kidnap us in any way. Well, okay, if if, if that's your thing, okay. Um, No kidnappers, no murderers, no ISIS, no um, right-wing terrorists. Um, No terrorists. I'm going to say no terrorists full stop. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, Mm. really. Um... Gay people are okay. I like them. Yeah, not all of them. I don't like all of them. I like most of them. I don't, but not because of their gay. Not because they're gay. I just don't like most people. No, I know. Um, and gay we... people are people. You know, lesbian, gay, but our LGBT friends, we'd happily come. Um, wouldn't discriminate. Um, probably bring our own cups and things you know? no i'm joking i'm joking uh, we don't discriminate um uh, just be, be an adult don't be like like a 15 year old kid and you know your parents are going away that weekend and you, i'll be wicked you come and do your our house come and do our house don't do that um but anybody right who's not gonna... you need to be in charge of the internet we're going to be sucking off don't as long as you're not going to kill us or sexually uh, molest us and you'll let us go when we're finished with all of our clothes then we would like to come to your house, please. I think that's what we would like to do, um, please. So have a think about it. May, Friday, May the 5th. And again, this is a real pump because I genuinely, I know we've got a lot of people, I know I've got a lot of um, fans, fans is too strong a word, listeners in London. I've got a big audience in London. And I know that we have a big audience kind of sort of in, you know, in bits of Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire and Bedfordshire, because we work there for four, I worked there for four years. You worked there for a whole lot longer than that. You're quite big in Brum. Um, quite big in Brum, because I worked there for a couple of years. And, and I, I, I do think, I do, I think I've got quite a bit of a following in Edinburgh. I remember when I went up to, to Edinburgh, not for the festival, but for the Evan O'Clock show. And they love me, absolutely love me. Um, apart from that, I, don't, I haven't got a clue. Haven't got um, a clue. And I know after the the uh, Edinburgh show we did at Sophie's house, wasn't it? Sophie's yeah. house. She's gone quiet since then, hasn't she? Um, maybe we put we put her off. But we talked about maybe doing a tour of the country, and that's kind of still a possibility, as is New York. Um, but uh, but but yes, we are going to be in Manchester performing on Saturday, May the sixth. If you would like us to come to your house on Friday, May the 5th. And the show starts at 10, so we'd probably get there about 9.15, just to check that the internet works and the kettle works. We don't expect feeding. Well, I mean, I would never eat the food. We, we, we would bring nibbles last time. We would bring nibbles. We'd bring dips and Pringles and stuff. But maybe we'd bring quiet nibbles this time, because we couldn't eat any of the nibbles <laughs> last time, because we brought, brought noisy stuff. We'll, we'll bring you a couple of bottles of wine. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we're nice. We'll bring a couple of bottles of we're wine, nice a couple of bottles guests. of beer if you want. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Um, we're very clean. Yeah, and we'll only use your toilet for wee. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think that's... It's only polite. I think that's, um, that, 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 that needs to be established. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to, I wouldn't want a stranger, even a famous stranger. Dropping trout. To come to my house and come in and doing it out. No, thank you. I never forget, and I'll tell you where this comes from, right? <laughs> when we were kids, there was a woman, I can't remember her name, she was a very, very large lady, mm. had glasses. What was her name? She was a friend of Carol Pratchett's. Barbara. Anyway, no, no, no. Anyway, I never forget one day I was at home because I was only, I was about three. I wasn't at school yet. And there was a knock at the door and it was this lady. And she said to my mum, I'm really sorry. Um, can I use your toilet? And my mum was like, yeah. And she did. I, I'll never forget it. Oh, that's, not polite. that's not polite. The, honestly, we had to open the windows and get the air freshener out. <laughs> Oh, have you seen there's a new product? I saw an advert the other go day. On, go on. <laughs> Call the VI Poo. Have you seen it? What is that? <laughs> not seen They're that. doing adverts, right? And at first I thought, oh, this is a joke. But I've seen the adverts yeah. several places. Yeah. So it's not a joke. You put it down the loo before you go. And apparently it's like a courtesy flush without flushing. What do you mean you put it down before you, before before you go you to the toilet? Poo, yeah. What then? What? It doesn't smell. <laughs> Yeah, that is brilliant. It's like lighting a match afterwards. <laughs> but you don't How does it, what, what technology is that? How does that work? I don't know. Science, isn't it? Flipping it. That's brilliant. I'll get you some. Yeah, I'd like that, actually. That'd be fun. You can test it out. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously, I'd love it. That sounds brilliant. Genuinely, that sounds brilliant. If I see it, I'm going to get it. Nice one. Just that out of curiosity. Absolutely. And they'll probably be doing two, two for one, so... <laughs> Number two for one. Um... Why do you have to... I didn't. I happened across that one. We need to get Colin Fernandez on the show, the uh, Daily Mail science correspondent, because it, nice it, it would be nice to have an intellectual conversation about the science of um, getting rid of the smells of a dump. Here it is. It says, nope. traps nasty smells in the bowl and releases a spectacular fragrance that leaves the bathroom smelling better than before you used it. i tell you what I don't like, right? And the Japanese are big on this. Um, you know those teas you get where you, but it's like a, it's like a bud, and you put it in yeah, the, and the flower. And it flowers. What, the f what is that about? about. Japan have got the best toilets in the world. Their yeah. toilets are so good that when we went there, we nearly bought one and had it shipped over to the UK, because it's all, it's like it's like being in Captain Kirk's. Um, you talk about Captain's log. It's like being in. <laughs> Captain Kirk's thing. It's got controls on it, and in the in some. I couldn't work out what what they meant though. Some no. Of them. Oh, I took a punt. It, 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 it gave me a wash and blow dry. Exactly. I just played like a video game. It's brilliant. And we went to one place that was so swanky. They only had this in the ladies' toilet. It had a, a pre-recorded sound of a flush. So, because you know when you don't you you so flush. So you win. Yeah. <laughs> pre-recorded sound of a flush with a flick of a button. Hot toilet seat. Bum clean, winky clean. I find a hot Vag toilet. clean. <laughs> everything clean. Well, like water, on a roller. Water and blowers. I was getting... Uh, honestly, the Japanese, very canny. Very I canny people. I find a warm toilet seat a bit off-putting. Because it feels like someone else has been on there for oh, a long no, time no, before no, you. Oh, uh, uh, no. If you know that it's being worn by a computer, then... Um, no, I think that's brilliant. The Japanese, very, very canny. They know, they know 
great. And we looked, we went, we went to a toilet shop and looked at them and they were like about 125,000 yen. I don't know, what's that in pounds? I don't know. And we were looking at it and we were going to get, get one sent over. Imagine if we'd done that. I'd be the coolest person in the world. You'd never be out of there. Oh God, no. I don't understand how my dad on a Sunday, <laughs> he'd be up there for two hours <laughs> with a newspaper. My dad used to call it the constitutional. <laughs> And like I, a book. I can't do that. And I've, I've tried. I've tried to go. And, I've taken a book. And of course, like, you do my phone there. And it's been scientifically proven that phones, this is absolutely true. Phones have got more um, fecal germs on than the inside of a toilet bowl. Because everyone's going for an iPoo. Yeah. It's, it, honestly, it is incredible. Um, but I can't do it. I, I'm, 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 I can do everything in 30 seconds. When I need to go... No. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not messing around. No. Also, I've got small children, and as soon as they, they've got a sense for when you've sat down, yeah, and that's when they'll start to kick off or yeah. bang the door down. Or I think that's what happened with that um, that video that went viral the other day. She came skidding around the corner. What vid? Oh, with the, the little kitty. Yeah, the, yeah, because the they've got quite in. a head start on her, and I think you I think she's on the loo. Um, that really was what I tell you. What I found m remarkable about that clip was about three hours you know the clip we're talking about where the guy's talking about north korea and he's he's got a map behind him and then his kid comes in and then the second kid comes in in a walker and then the mum comes in and, and she's crawling because she thinks she can't be seen but, but it's like when people get up in the front row of the cinema and walk out and they sort of bend over it's not doing anything it's not doing anything whatsoever um but what was great about that was was when it but when it had already gone viral and was obviously going to be massive, someone from the BBC tweeted the guy and said, "Do you mind if we use this?" And the guy replied, "Well, when you say use it, what does that mean? Is 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 that like when it goes viral and goes all weird?" And I'm thinking, mate, you haven't got a clue. You have become you will become. A, there's a there's a some black guy in America has done a, there's loads of spoofs of yep. it. Spoofs everywhere of it. Also, the way the little one walks in first off has become a meme. Is that on it? So it comes it's swagger. It's the Liam Gallagher <laughs> yeah. comes in with the Liam Gallagher's giving it that. It is. I mean, it is. <laughs> Mum drags them both out, and she yeah. drags the one in the walker over the other one's legs. You go well, the, the thing, Ow. the thing that gets me, and I'm so I was worried that this bloke would get picked up on this and it would become a meme, is when the first kid comes up to him, he's talking down the camera, and he just doesn't even look, but he gets his hand and puts it in the face of the child and pushes them away. And I, I wouldn't have done that. No. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have gone. Do you know what, son? Daddy's a little bit busy right now. I've done it when I've done yeah, it. You're Skype more confident. Interviews. Yeah, I suppose so. But I'd have gone, Daddy's, Daddy's a little bit busy now. So I tell you what, um, can you just, can you, Maureen, can you come and, can you come and get him? That's All the right. thing. If I was the mum in that scenario, I'd have just come in, got them both out as efficiently as possible. Yeah. I would not have been. I mean, she skidded around the corner in her socks. It is. Um, it's the final door close, the desperate door it close. It is absolutely remarkable. I mean, it's his fault for when I'm doing, sometimes I do interviews on Skype in the office, or we laughingly call the office at home. It's the room with the computer and my records. Um, um, with America for like monkeys things or, you know, geeky radio things or whatever. And because of the time difference, I'm normally doing about half seven, eight o'clock, which is when the kids go to bed or are going to bed. And I have to say, right, everyone listen it's really important 
I'm obviously my kids are a bit older, but I'm, Daddy's going to be up there. And a, a couple of times I've had to stop what I'm doing. Generally, they're pre-records and go, go guys, I can hear, I can hear everything you're saying. Just keep, just give me twenty minutes. Yeah. But um, so it's it's his fault for not locking them in a box. I think uh, that's why I think the the we is the only reason. Is is uh, he's he's got to be a contender for Big Brother, hasn't he? That guy, <laughs> he has got to be. And the then, wife, I want the wife. Well, then, yeah, then exactly. Then in week three, the kid comes in like that, like that, and the wife follows him. In. He goes, oh, I can't believe it! And he's got, he's not, he's got to not, he's got to not react, otherwise they lose, um, they lose their pizzas or something. I thought it was all very endearing. Well. I, I especially like the fact that he'd done out. The spare room. Yeah, the <laughs> map behind like, him, like Paul Watson, yeah, to, to look, look intellectual. If you've got a map behind you, you look intellectual, not racist. He's made it into a nerve centre. Yeah. The it's spare cool. bed was made to look like a big desk. Actually, it was quite obvious it was a spare he had, bed. He had the camera too wide. That should have been zoomed in significantly. I know. Very strange. So many rookie mistakes, but... Wonderful. 03 1000 is the telephone number. Wake up your neighbours, tell them I'm back, dear listener. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on a minute. I've been so My sister sent me this. Hang on a minute. Let me click on this and see what this is. Do you know this? You've never seen anything like it. The Central Milton Keynes shopping song. This one-sided silver flexi disc was composed by Ronnie Bond and released in the 1980s to promote Milton Keynes. This is a real thing. Should we have a little listen to this? This is, let's see. Uh... Oh. You've never seen anywhere like it. Central Milton Keynes. Oh, baby. You've never been anywhere like it. Changing this up soon. <laughs> I quite like Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes gets um, gets bad press, but um, I quite. Like it. Ed, do you want to get the phones? Um, but I, I quite like Milton Keynes. I've got. A, oh, I was in Milton Keynes. Of course, I was at the stables last night. Ed, thank you to everyone who came and saw us at the stables last night. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> there's about 80 people there, right? Oh. <laughs> well, and um, I asked how many people here listen to the show I do on Talk Radio, and only about twenty people put their hands up. People don't know about this station. Anyway, um, when I was there, I, st- I got there early, so I stopped off for a coffee. And as I was coming out of Cafe Nero, I saw my sister. It was my sister. It was there. my sister lives in New Zealand, right? I saw her in Mil- I saw her in Milton Keynes. And I was staring at her, going, thinking, where, where, where did you get back? And I started walking towards her, right, thinking, this is the weirdest.
this thing? What is she doing here? As I got closer, she looked at me, but she didn't give me the recognition of going, Hey, Ian, I'm your sister. And I thought, she's looking at me like she doesn't know me. So I kind of swerved it a bit. And then I've got, like, some cousins that live in Milton, aunts that live in Milton Keynes. I've not seen for ages, for various reasons. We kind of don't really see that side of the family. It's very sad, but it's the way it went. I'm thinking, well, is it? Is it one of, is it my cousin then? I've not seen for about, I don't know, 10, 15 years. It's my cousin. And just she's, she looks like my, it was the weirdest thing. And I kept staring back at this woman. And it, obviously it wasn't my sister. It, it was the, the dead spit of my sister. It was the weirdest thing ever. Honest, I could not, but I was, I was looking at my rear view mirror and I was looking at her in the rear view mirror. So spooky. I saw my dad at the side of the road about a month ago. It was a badger. No, it was a... No. <laughs> Although, to the point where I was thinking, what the hell is he doing there next to yeah. the North Circular? What is he doing? Uh-oh. To the point where I had to ring him to see if he'd reach in his pocket wow. for his phone. Yeah. And my dad was at home. Yeah, but that... it was his um, doppelganger. Doppelganger. Yes, oh, oh, this woman, honestly, it, uh, was the, I've never seen anything like it in my life. The dead spit. And then she sees this bloke walking towards her, like, I, mouth agog. If she agog. was your cousin, she'd remember you, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah, no, but it wasn't my cousin. It wasn't, it wasn't my cousin. It wasn't. Um, it, it was the weirdest thing. Scott's on the line. Evening, Scott. Hello, mate. Oh, flipping oh, heck. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? Oh, I've missed you, man. I've missed you. It's been, it's been awful it's in the evenings. Scott Balcony, um, the mayor of Uxbridge, and... Um, Viral sensation. The second, my second favourite um, follower who also makes T-shirts, because now Thank I'm being you, followed man. by amazing awesome T-shirts. Awesome T-shirts. That's it. Uh, the uh, amazing T-shirts, yeah. uh, uh, Awesome, awesome T-shirts follow me, and they're my number one t-shirt making follower and scott is my second if you want to become my second favorite follower who makes t-shirts well all you got to do is follow me and make some t-shirts and make t-shirts and <laughs> you'll become second and that'll knock scott into third place third scott what, what have you called in for i just wanted to do the, the test with you what? the test the, the, you're talking about the, the professor with his wayward children on the news oh yes and, uh, well, Nick Ferrari got an hour out of this, and it was genius. <laughs> Did he? Good, because I've got 25 minutes to fill, and I'm, I'm right. spent. Well, when you saw the lady come running in... Yeah. Did you think... Yeah, we go. ...it was the fella's wife... Yeah. ...or the fella's nanny? Because if you thought it was the nanny... You're, you're a racist. A racist. <laughs> You know what? I thought it was the wife, but the only thing that made me wonder whether oh, it was yeah, the nanny. Oh yeah, of course you did, Kath. <laughs> well, ver that, that virtue yeah. signalling, oh, virtue signalling. Here we go, PC brigade. Oh, yeah, I thought it was the wife, definitely. Yeah, definitely yeah. the, the wife. Yeah. That made me wonder whether it was the nanny. Yeah, it was the way yeah, she yeah. was desperately scrabbling about on the floor, like she was in trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, the way she looked like she was employed to look after those children. Well, you know, Scott, you know me well, and you know that I am a yeah. massive racist. Well, I, yeah, well, well, me too, and that's why I was surprised, because I thought, hold on a minute, I'm being called out here yeah. by Nick Ferrari <laughs> for being a racist. <laughs> and it made me feel really uncomfortable, because I've listened to Nick Ferrari <coughs> for years, and I know that his views on things, that's what I'm going to say. And, and I just thought, oh man, I've been, 
Yeah. Well, no, I, thought, I must admit, I must admit, town. I thought it was, I thought it was the nanny, and I think we can I all learn. I thought it was the nanny. I, I think, thought it was the nanny. Hang, hang on a minute. Start, stay, I'm putting on record. Stay there. Ian. <laughs> hey there, bud. Did you think it was the nanny or the wife? I, I think you've got the wrong call there. No. <laughs> oh, is that George Galloway? <laughs> He's thinking with the wife. <laughs> no. Ian? My name's Ian. Yes. Yep. And me too. George Galloway. Ian, say hello to Scott. Scott, man, you I love your I love your stuff, man. I loved it when you stuck up, stuck up, stuck out the Americans in that court when they were accusing you of war crimes. Ian, did you think it was the nanny or the wife? Uh, I bet Ian thought it was the wife. I, I've got no idea what you're talking about. What, what I really wanted to yeah. uh, have, have a chat with, you were in, you were in Wales, apparently. He, he was by I mean, the A40, by those big mountains. Shut up, Scott. Wembley Stadium. Shut up, you're confusing the man. No, Ian, is, is it, did you think it was the wife or the nanny? Are we talking belly goats here or what? No, no, no. You know the video where the... <laughs> with, have you seen the video with the fellas doing a piece on the BBC and his kids come in? No. Oh. Oh, man. Um... Ian, uh, mate, it, what have you been doing? I've been, I've been doing the radio show, Scott. No, other Ian. Oh. That's right. Hang George. on. I, hang on. Right, calm down. Ian, stay there. Scott, I just want you to see. Can, can you tell me... Because no one's guessed this. Who is this? Singer. Who is that singer, Scott? Uh, Buddy Holly. No, George, George Jones. No, it it's Paul Simon. Oh, really? Yeah, ooh, from Simon and Garfunkel's. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not that. That's not that weird, is it? I thought you were going to say it's like Steve McDonald from Corrie, well, or no, it's quite, like, no, no, it's quite it's weird. Not really. Cause he was... It's not really that weird. Hey, Scott, listen. Oh, got a sixties singer. Scott, right. One more thing, Ian. Hello. Yes, sir. I was in Wales. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you managed to have a wee wander in the hills. Yes. Is that right? That is, uh, am, I, am I correct? You in, are, in so that? far, so far, you are 100% okay. spot on, yes. Lovely. And you didn't go properly equipped, am I correct in saying that? Um. You got yourself in a little bit of difficulty. Well, mm. I, I wouldn't mm. say, I got myself in a little bit of difficulty, but I wouldn't say I was, was not properly equipped. Okay. Uh, did you have a map? No. Did you have a compass? No. Did you have appropriate clothing? I had a coat on and some trainers. Okay. It's people like me that save people like you. If you just happen to wander off yes. and do maybe break your ankle. Yes. It's people like me. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. and I volunteer, yes. I come out, yes. and we find you, yes. and we take you home, right. and we put you safe. Well, here's, here's the thing. So, you... so, no, so, so before you go any further, yes. please, before <laughs> not really, you decide to is go it? into the, the hills yes. without due care and attention, yes. please don't do it. Right. You, so you're banning me from going into the hills? No, well, I'm you, not. It sounds like you are. 
No, I'm not. Well, it sounds like oh, you are. You said told me not to go into the hills. Well, please take... I'll, I'll do as I please. Okay, buddy. If you want to walk off a hillside yes. and go 3,000 feet, huh? and it's people like me this that have to real. pick your body yes. off a hillside... Right. Well, did you pick... Please, can, I, can I ask you a question? Can I pr- yes. ask you a question, Ian? Did, yes. you, did you come and rescue me last Tuesday? No, I didn't. No. Did anybody come and rescue me last Tuesday? No. Right. So, I made it back safely. Safe, safe and sound. And and, <laughs> and, and, the, and, and and luckily... Luckily, yes. On that particular occasion... Yes. You'd maybe, maybe got away with well, it. I, well, there's no maybe. I, I, got, I got away with it. I, oh. I went for a nice walk up a hill. I had an adventure. I got back home three hours later. Beautiful. Perfect. The perfect day. Although there was one point. There was one point when I did think... If I, I, I had this fantasy about um, Prince William rescuing me in a helicopter. I did. not doing that anymore. No, I know. I know. But I, I, was, I was away with the fairies. But uh, no, it's good, to, it's good to put your life in a bit of danger, Ian. Makes you feel alive. Well, if you want to go and kill yourself that's fine well i don't want to go i don't want to go and kill myself but i do want to i do want the the thrill of um having a little bit of excitement in my life mm. 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 <laughs> oh, what can i say not a lot but nope. all i really wanted to try and uh, to make a point yes. if you like <laughs> is just if you're going to yes. walk along a path, <laughs> right, <laughs> make sure you know which direction you're headed. Well, I knew which direction I was heading. I was heading down. Uh, down. Down, yes, I was heading, I was heading right. down. Uh, am I right in saying you can see your car? I c- I could see my car. You, you, you can see your car. I I can see my I, car. <laughs> I was going down it towards my car. I don't know. Your accent is so strong we couldn't understand the swears. But oh, yes. that, that it, I, I just get really, really frustrated with people yes. that just have not got a clue when no. they walk in yes. hill. Doing a hill toward, towards oh. the car. Upper oh. dune. Upper dune. Upper Dune. Which way do you want to go? I wanted to Upper go do. I went. I, I went up. Then I you wanted to. Up. We, we can change that. What, what, what accent do you want here? Um, Welsh. Just a proper one. Just a proper Welsh. How about what? Just stick to one. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ian. You made me anyway, laugh a lot. Anyway, yes? anyway, it's. I, I'm glad you got. Uh, back safely to your two lads. <laughs> they, they don't don't walk back in the hills unless you take the the appropriate uh, <laughs> precautions. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Ian. Bye, bye. Good advice. There. Good advice. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, man alive. It turns out um, not working for a week, then coming and doing three hours is actually exhausting. 
Deary, dearie me. Last um, 10 minutes of the show. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. I did, I did um, in all seriousness, um, have visions of me breaking a leg on uh, the, the side of this hill. You can yawn. It's, 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 late. it's late in the evening. We're tired. It's been a long old day. Um, I did have visions, and I did, I did, uh, I, I said, oh, Prince William's going to, I was a bit uh, delirious, Prince William's going to rescue me in his helicopter, and I thought, no, he's miles away, he's, you didn't have any candle did you? I didn't, I didn't, no, I didn't, and I, I didn't take, have any water, and I, you know, I wasn't going to die, but I got covered in mud, and filthy, and ruined my trainers, and it was wonderful, and I would not have had it any other way. Um, tomorrow... Um, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock is coming in. Yes. We've got Korean Billy coming in, and um, that'll be nice to have a chat with him. And um, he's here to promote something, and we'll let him do the, you know, do, do, we'll let him earn his keep, of course. We're, we're, all, we're all selling stuff, guys. We're all selling stuff. Um, I think he's selling dictionaries, isn't he? Is that what he's that? He's certainly saying that dictionaries are fun well, they, and dictionary. important. Uh, well, and they are. here's the thing. Physical dictionary. I'm a big fan of the physical dictionaries. I had a big tidy up the other day and I took another couple of bags, a bag worth of stuff to um, charity shop, including, you know, that big box of singles that I bought, got rid of all them, took a few albums, took, um, here's the thing, here's the thing I got rid of that was a real, all six seasons of Lost on DVD. I, I I did I, I put them in I, and it's, it felt it felt great and I thought wow if I can get rid of them we're on to something here guys there's been a, there's a breakthrough has taken place um, so I had a nice a nice tasty clear out but I found my big old dictionary oh it's beautiful I mean it's not beautiful it's it's, it's not like a classic dictionary it's, it's it's probably about five years old but just a big weighty book full of words and dictionaries are important you know because now you, you want to know how to spell a word you, you look at you when, you when i was a kid i would use a dictionary to learn to, to see how to spell a word and as i got older to get the di- definition of a word and now you just do it on your phone now you're playing scrabble how do you spell that so have a quick look at that what does that word mean you, so you, and you just you know what's the uh, you, you, but the, the the pleasure of thumbing through a big old dictionary and um, finding, you know, whatever. And of course, looking up swear words in a dictionary. Well, what pleasure. I love a dictionary, but you know I'm a word geek, so I used to like looking through and finding out where yeah. it came from. And yeah, yeah. All that stuff. So he can come in and sell his dictionaries. I don't have a problem with that. Um, and then we will talk to him about... Um, why does his his uh, videos? I'll tweet some Korean um, uh, uh, Billy stuff tomorrow in case you're unfamiliar with him because I know we're getting loads of new listeners who're going what regular listeners or people who've been listening for, for you know at least six months or so will be well aware of uh, his work. And I think I think I think I stayed off Twitter all last week. Now I stayed off it. I was looking at it. I was I was monitoring it, um, but I didn't tweet anything for a week. I didn't like anything. I didn't retweet anything for a week. And I think I have come up with my how my relationship with Twitter is going to work, certainly for the short term. In the, um, And I've already gone a little bit crazy on it today, so I'm going to back away from it. Um, I'm not going to engage with people. I'm not going to reply to people. Uh, and I've already broken that rule a bit. And uh, it's, 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 when I say rule, it's a, it's a flexible a rule. A guideline. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to um, reply to people. I'm not going to um, I- I- engage with people. I'm going to plug the show. 
and the podcasts, the, the rabbit hole, and and, and you know the sh- the podcast we do every day here, and shows like the the Eddie Large show and things like that. I'm going to do it for that. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I've been doing for the last month or so, is I'm going to delete most of the tweets, um, keep keep a couple up, and that's what I'm gonna. That's how I think I'm going to do it. It's a weird thing, right? While you were away, I thought, right, I'm I'm going to have a little experiment with with Twitter withdrawal as well. Yeah. I barely touched it. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't miss it. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to delete all my tweets from now. And, and there may be some that I, I, I'd want, mm. but do you know what? I can uh, I can get them up again. Delete tweet. Um, there are a couple of people on there who I find really funny. Yeah. Um, and it's worth it for that. But I would I would quite happily. Um, unfollow everybody, but I know that a couple of people might be m- might take offence by that. So it's not it's not worth it. I've I've muted people that um, which one do I use? Oh, I use Tweet Delete. So you click on that, you sign in with Twitter, authorize app, um, pick new settings, delete all of my existing tweets, um, delete and watch my tweets disappear. They're going now. They're going. They're going. Um, Anybody that's tweeted me that has sent snarky stuff or not, you know, not like offensive stuff, but stuff that's a bit clever or a bit irritating or that I think is a bit critical, that that isn't nourishing my soul. We've only got a minute left, so I'm, I'm going to have to condense this slightly. But any anybody that is, is putting stuff in my Twitter feed that is not nourishing my soul, I'm muting. If they're outright mean, I'll block them. But I'm muting, um, and and they don't know that they're muted, so they're not offended, they're not upset. Please don't ask me if you've been muted, because you know uh, it, I'm I'm not going to reply. There was one person who, who asked if I tweeted, and I did if he'd been muted, and, and I did check because he had a rage diary for a week, and I was buying his support. He wasn't muted, but please don't ask if you've been muted. Um, and I'm going to see how that goes, but already I can feel, I can feel a more positive. Um, changing of the guard on that bombshell dear listener the show has come to a uh, an end of sorts we will be back tonight at 10 o'clock with korean billy until then from me ed and Catherine, na night talk radio the 21st century dream team of dialogue debate and discourse talk radio give it some lift